You like that? That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Tony Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. You say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper. <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it. Here is Tony Bruno. Let me be the first to say it if you haven't heard it already. What up, yo? What up? It is What Up, Wednesday Wisdom Wednesday. As we gather around the old radio, actually, it's not really a radio anymore. Well, it's it a portable be. electronic device. No, you're not, you're not listening to this on a radio, Robin. There's no radio that will receive this transmission. We control the horizontal. That is not true, Tony Bruno. You could actually be playing and streaming it to your radio in your car. In your oh, well, that's true. But you're not really on your Ritz. Basically, it's a digital service. <laughs> yes. You can't turn on your radio and get this unless you In the traditional the... sense of the radio. Well, that's all, that's all I can deal with is traditional sense, Robin. Yeah, but we're dealing with non-traditional here. We're dealing with nonsense every single day. <laughs> that's the only sense we make on this show. What up, yo? And we are doing it live. Not Tim Cates checking in today. <laughs> Not Tim Cates. <laughs> and we welcome all of you, uh, of course, first and foremost, our Twitch.tv Bruno Nation Live familia out there. La familia. Not a mob gathering. We're not uh, Casa Nostra, La Cosa Nostra. We're, there are no mob references on the show. I'll leave that up to the stunads no, on, is... on Twitter who, who like to play that crap. The La Familia is only a reflection of your Italian heritage and how Italians love family. Wait a minute, we have breaking news. Say what? Not Tim Cates is just reporting, as we just get this show started on a Wednesday, checking in from beautiful Messina, Sicily, Tony, with a glass of red. Wait a minute. How about that? Let me give him a roaring... He's listening in Messina, not Sal Messina. Wow. I want to be not Tim Cates. Yes. I knew that wouldn't be Tim Cates because Tim Cates would not be sitting with a glass of wine in Messina. By the way, it's like sunset there. It's almost dark in Sicily right now. Yes. Actually, it is dark in some places in Sicily because that's, you know, we were, and I say we because I am. I really want to As get close to being Sicilian as you can possibly be. I really want to do a DNA, DNA test for you. I know. I, I need to, to do one. I'm not paying here. all this money to have a swab stuck in my mouth. If I'm oh, going to do that, stick I'll... stick it I'll, somewhere I'll, else. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. I'm sure it would still work. <laughs> How do you sure? We'll find out. I and mean, if it says the not, not Tim Cates, I don't think Tim, with all of his work with the Dodgers and stuff going on in Los Angeles and the Petros and my, now he could be on vacation. You know, but he's got like a million kids. And he's not one to go to Italy for some reason, especially Sicily. Why would he go to Sicily? No, I doubt I haven't it. been to Sicily in years. Tim Cates would be the last guy I would think. Now, if he is, that's good for him. Well, and I think his wife, gosh, why do I remember this sort of, that I think his wife has like a British background and that he's been to England, I think. No, he's. A, I'm not saying he's a, like a homebody. I'm just saying that I'm supposed, now, not Tim Cates says sites are beautiful. Of course they are. It's Sicily. It's my, that's my... 
that's not where I was born, but that's where my mother was born. And as I've said many times, I have more living relatives in Sicily than I do in the United States. And my mom's from there. So I was here, my mom was here like three years before she had me. So how close, how closer can you be to being an immigrant? So am I second generation or first generation? First generation. So my mom, then why wasn't my mom first generation? Because she was no, she was not born here. She she was the original back in Sicily generation. Okay, but she's you an are American. The first generation American. Exactly. Actually, the real Tim Cates is uh, still hanging out on the uh, San Francisco Bridge, contemplating uh, the UCLA loss in the College World Series. That was a while ago. We're down to the championship game in the College World Series, or as we call it here, the CWS. Now that's not a new cable channel. Tonight, the deciding game, Game 3 of the College World Series, Robin, 7 o'clock on ESPN, mm-hmm. Michigan and Vanderbilt in Omaha. Imagine spending two weeks in Omaha. Have you been to Omaha, Nebraska, Robin? No, I have not. And, of course, I have to give you one of those right away. Have you been to Omaha, Nebraska? I've never been to Omaha. Well, then why are you giving but I've been me to a bump bump And I've heard the Peyton Manning scream Omaha many times, and I used to watch Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom. I love that and that's, show. That's, Who that's, was it hosted by again? Uh, I forget the guy's name. He's dead anyway. Yeah, no, I know, but it was he had a great voice. I oh, don't remember, I Robin. Jeez, I should know this. Uh, wait a minute, I do know it. I do know the name of the guy who hosted Marlon Perkins. Say what? Marlon Perkins is the, Richard, and I didn't look at it. I know you didn't. You were amazing. Richard Marlon Perkins. Yeah, we call him Marlon Perkins, not Richard. He's a, but he was a dick to a lot of people, unfortunately. That's what I heard. Oh, really? See, Richard. Oh, Come on, Robin. Do I have to give you oh, two in God the first couple sakes. of minutes? Did you just roll out of bed? How can you not be mentally sharp enough to get the Richard Marlon Perkins reference? When I said some people call him, and there's nice orange. Robin's got her Nederland, uh, Nederland uh, jacket on. Yes. She busted which, that out yesterday. I, I was literally freezing down here. We put the air conditioner in, yep. and it was so cold yesterday. Now we're bitching. About, I'm not bitching. I like it like that. I'm going to have to take my shirt off. It's perfect temperature down here. Yes. The humidity is controlled. We're controlling everything that we need to control. Not Sam Perkins, yes. But Robin, yesterday, as I had to scold her, during the Dutch women game against the Japanese. I know. I went up. I, I, I ran I said upstairs it was 1-1 at halftime. I ran upstairs and got my orange just in time to send them over the edge to win. I think they were sent over the edge later on after the game in the after party in the uh, red light district. But that's the first time, believe it or not, in the Women's World Cup that the Dutch team has made it to the Elite Eight, yes. to the final eight. Yeah. And they'll be playing on Friday. The U.S. team will play on Friday. We'll talk about that. we got so much going on today here on the What Up Wednesday. And we have news, Tony. We have breaking news? Yes. We are going to be doing two shows at the same time. No, we're not. We're talking. We're doing a simulcast. Well, yeah. We're not doing another show tonight at midnight like no, we no, did no. At, at 10 o'clock no, like we did last Friday. No, that would be Friday. a double header. That's correct. This is two shows at the same time because you are going to call in to 97.3... <laughs> With Aton and Harry. So we're going to be doing a live on radio, so we can't use profanity and stuff, because they're over the air. And they're on Twitch also, by the way. Yes. So that's how it's two shows at the same time. Beautiful. All right, that makes sense. And then on Friday, by the way, Mm -hmm. people have been asking, but I had that phone call. I finally had the actual voice-to-voice conversation with Gary Radnich. Now, we've been going back and forth since he announced his retirement from KNBR over the weekend on Mm -hmm. Twitter. I've been going back to him on Twitter, and he does say he, he does tweet, so he's not, it's not somebody tweeting for him. 
but he doesn't know any of the other things, like DMing and following. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He just tweets stuff out, yeah. which is cool. And so he's been trying to get a hold of me. I call him back. And so last night, like 11 o'clock Eastern time. And it was like two high school teenagers that hadn't talked for a long time. Exactly. I mean, you guys were giggling and laughing. Well, we were living the great moments. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. So Gary Radnich announcing his retirement, 35 years in Bay Area radio and TV, icon. And then the other icon that I happen to know and know very well because we worked together for many years for a decade, Bob Lee retires after 40 years at ESPN. Now, he started there in 1979 when ESPN actually started. And when ESPN TV actually started, that was it. It was just a television network. But they were actually started as a regional cable network because Bill Rasmussen, who started ESPN, bought that facility, bought that ground up there in the middle of Connecticut in Bristol. In because of the real estate nowhere. Yeah, because the real estate prices were cheap. You're not buying it down in like Mystic Harbor, mm-hmm. Mystic Seaport. He, he found land and he said, I want to be able to televise regional games, college basketball. So it wasn't designed to be a national sports network. It was designed to be a local conduit for people in Connecticut to watch local sports. And then, of course, it became a big effing deal. And Bob Lee, his first day on SportsCenter as an anchor, was the third day that ESPN won on the air wow. as the national network in 1979, September 9th, the third day. Is he the he longest rose. employee there or the longest broadcaster there? Well, he was one of the originals. I mean, obviously, Chris Berman, there's a list, but he's, he's the last standing guy. I think the only other guy who's been there as long, well, Dick Vitale has not been there since 1979. Right. I think Dick started there in the 80s, and he worked with Bob Lee many times because they did everything. Sports of Dickie V was there, and he just, by the way, just re-signed Dick Vitale, another one-year contract at age 80. Wow. And then you have one other guy who's been there, but he wasn't there from the beginning. I'm talking about from the very beginning of ESPN. Bob Lee is, is the last original. Chris Fowler is probably now the longest-running ESPN person on the air there. I'm talking about going back. I don't even think Chris Fowler was there in 1979. So, Bob Lee, congratulations. Legendary. Four Edward R. Merrill Awards, which is the ultimate when you're doing journalism, which Bob Lee did. Penultimate. Exactly right. And it's a pretty big deal. So, Bob Lee, congratulations. Getting a lot of love on Twitter today. Uh, 40 years ago. It's unbelievable. 11 sports Emmys. I wouldn't even have room to put the 11 sports Emmys yeah. up here. Four Edward R. Merrill. have to go in the storage unit. <laughs> outside the lines. I have a lot of awards in the storage unit. They may have been, they may have basically in the, because it's not one of those climate controlled storage units. So everything may have melted by now because it's been hot. One big glob. Yeah, when open a box, what's in the box? Oh, what's in the I don't know. Box? Everything's melted and smelted. It's ridiculous. So anyway, so Gary Radnish retires. I'll be on the air with him on Friday. That is absolutely now locked in stone. Yes. It will be a simulcast as well. Gary, so I'll let Gary lead because it's his last show. So when we go on the air, and I'll give you an exact time on Friday, mm-hmm. Gary will already be doing his final show on KNBR. And since I was a part of it for 17 years, I will be his guest again like I used to be every single day. Yep. For that half hour. He says, I'm clearing out a half. He's only doing two hours. Yeah. And he says, I'm carving in a half hour block so that we can do what we used to do, which made no sense, but somehow worked for 17 consecutive years. Yep. Yep. Half of his broadcasting career. (laughs) Exactly. The good half. Was it the good half 
Or the bad hat. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. So anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so you're and so my executive decision yesterday is already null and void. What was your executive decision? My executive decision was to not do a daytime show and only do into the night on this coming Friday. But because of the Gary portion, mm-hmm. um, uh, that went out the window. So yeah, we now, have to because so we'll do this show, which will be our regular show. But for that half hour, people will be hearing Gary right. Radnich on his last show on KNBR in San Francisco. And then he'll bring me in and then we'll do a segment like we used to do every single day. So people say, well, why aren't you taking control? Because it's not, even though it's on my show, so the Twitch audience, our Twitch audience will be able to hear and see yes. what's going on. Gary's audience and KNBR, and you know the ratings for that final show, are going to be off the charts in the Bay Area. And so that's going to be fun. So his audience, a lot of those people still know me. Obviously, I was on in San Francisco for all those years, not just the 17, but then a couple of years later. And so as I've said before, Philly, San Francisco, and Tampa are probably the three markets where I've been most received as far as nationally. I mean, a lot of great markets. Tampa, as I mentioned, San Francisco is probably... Behind Philly, San Francisco's probably number two. Even though I spent 11 years in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, during a stretch there, I couldn't even walk down the street without people yelling my name out. It was it was pretty nuts. Now they still yell my name out, but they... By the way, we have baseball action, and we already have breaking news from Yankee Stadium, ladies and gentlemen. And the game just started not that long ago, 14 pitches in, and that 14th pitch was just jacked out of there by the Toronto Blue Jays. Is that who is who just hit that the three-run dong? And that ball went deep into Yankee Stadium in the outfield, right near center field. So a three-run home run, Goriel Jr., wearing number 13 in your scorecard, number who, if you're a Toronto a Blue Jays fan trying to figure out who he is. But a three-run home run, Toronto already up 3-0 on the Yankees early, early with nobody out at, at the Yankee Stadium. Top of the first. We got other games going on, too. White Sox and Red Sox underway. You got Kansas City and Cleveland. And then later on, San Diego, Baltimore. Dodgers at Arizona, 340 Eastern. And then Colorado, San Francisco, 345. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six games this afternoon, and then the rest of the schedule picks up t- tonight, including the Phillies again. All of a sudden, Robin, something has, ter- something has gone terribly, terribly right for the Phillies. It wasn't that long ago when everybody in Major League Baseball, not just here in Philly, not just in the National League East, not just in Atlanta, but all over the place, people were declaring the Philadelphia Phillies dead. Now, I know they beat the Mets, and the Mets have been terrible. Right. But the Marlins have been terrible, and they lost three in a row to them. They lost seven in a row. They've been playing horribly, and people were wondering what happened. And then all of a sudden, and we did this the other day. Remember I was talking about bringing uh, the horns in and bringing mm-hmm. in Joe Boo? Yes. And I did this before and they started winning. I, yeah, I did this before Saging. they started winning. Now everybody's yeah. talking about, oh, and people are posting the Joe Boo can't hit a curveball. Yeah, yeah. I was doing that on Monday when they were still sucking canal water. And I mean dirty, filthy, contaminated canal water. Yum. Sort of like the kind you would see in third world nations or in some cities here in the United States of America, unfortunately. That's how bad. The, so I said, Lathe, you know, kill a chicken, sacrifice a chicken. 
And I and said, no, 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 don't sacrifice an animal. Let's do I, something I was joking. Else. I was talking about I know. what baseball players do. You know, slump busters, bring in a couple of big ladies. The way Mark Grace used to. Mark Grace, Robin, this is the documented fact. Yes, I know. When Mark Grace was playing with the Cubs, and he told the story to me many times on ESPN Radio, it's time for a slump buster. And the Phillies must have brought in a busload of slump busters. Because everybody now busting out of it, man. You talk about busting out of a slump. <laughs> Maybe not a bus, like a van. <laughs> Don't come a knocking if the van is a rocking. The BBW van, baby, they made their way down to Citizen Bank Park. And it was awesome. <laughs> well, they've definitely figured out something, Tony Bruno. Well, you know what it is. It's bamboo. Now, we told you about the, you saw the story about the bamboo. Yes. Now everybody's going crazy. And I love those little bamboo plants. I know, they're the ones they're just they, the shoots. They're the shoots, but I mean, then they're, they're braided or they have them yeah, going around in a Yeah, they stand up. And you know and I, well, I had bamboo in my backyard I know. in Venice, and it it's, grows like crazy. Yeah, it's kind of an invasive kind of thing. So Brad Miller, the newest Philly, former Tampa Bay Ray, good bench guy. He hits uh-huh. a home run last night, sticks out his tongue. Everybody's hitting now all of a sudden. All of a sudden, this team that was done, and I'm not saying they're winning the pennant or winning the division, but that just proves that no matter how bad you're going at one time, and it was like con- they say hitting is contagious, which it is, sucking is contagious too. You and know, when everybody sucks at the same time, that one guy needs to light the fuse to get things going again. I'm wondering if it has anything to do. It's kind of like Hoosiers. Remember in Hoosiers? Yes. When he perp- when the coach purposefully got himself thrown out of the game. Yes to kind of motivate everybody. Maybe Gabe Kapler was watching Hoosiers over the weekend and said, you know what? Calm it down. And remember on Monday, we did a moment of zen. We did, we did. And I was invoking the great Vic the Brick Jacobs on KLAC in Los Angeles. Yes. Feeling you. I can feel this down into my chakra core. Chakra Khan? I love her. No, my core. Your core? Did my you did you core. rake the, the uh, sand in the Zen garden this morning, Rob? <sighs> I need a little water in this. I had an earlier version where you had the. Have you seen the? the it was in Kill Bill. Remember that that fountain? Yeah. There's like a bamboo pole that's cut, and then water. It's on a pivot, and then water fills up, and then the bamboo beam comes down right. and empties into the pond. Well, I think that eventually there's a... Oh, this is not the same one that I had. This is These are the Tibetan singing bowls. I love the Tibetan singing bowls. I had some of that. I had some ramen out of those the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and after a while, you just want them to like, tell them to shut up. It's a moment of zen here, ladies and gentlemen. It's the bamboo. It's the bamboo. It's bamboo for you. See, I need mu- I need water running because we worked on our pond again yesterday. And now we have we have it absolutely hitting on all cylinders. Yes. In fact, we may have to put a live microphone outside in our in our Zen pond, as now our beautiful little koi, basically goldfish, growing mightily in their second season of existence, being fed heavily too, so that they can get bigger and better. And now the water is sparkling clean, just like the Phillies all of a sudden. Now, Martin0713 is saying, I'm back to the place I discovered the words flog and polax. They're important words, and they should be in everybody's daily vocabulary. Yes. Polax, flog. What's, uh, an- what's another one of the words that you told Gary last night that you learned, you say because of him? 
Uh, battered performer. Yes, battered performer. It's not words. We talk when we talk about like older people in the business, or we see somebody on TV that's we haven't seen in a while, and they get older like we all do, and we'd say that's a battered performer right there. Yes, and you call yourself a battered performer. I'm a battered performer, but I don't look like a battered, and I don't sound no. like a battered performer. No. But it's unfortunate. Sometimes you will see and hear people, and you know we all get old, as I said. But you'd hear somebody forever. See, now my I I have always used when that that look rather than batter performer, my saying, which is a little bit worse. Bolt race is another one, no, Robin. No, my my mine is a little bit worse. Mine is that road hard, put up wet. Yeah, but that's that you can use that in that's multiple application. Yes. That's not strictly a sports cliche, Robin. Yeah. Bolt race is a good one. Uh, and the Swedish chef, Bambuya, as the great late great. Stuart Scott would say. Yes. Bambooya. Okay, I'm gonna turn this down just a little bit because it's. Are you feeling? I'm feeling it now. Yeah, I, no, I no, feel I mean, a little. I'm uh, serious. I'm feeling it like right here in my. No, chest. I'm not feeling it in my chest. Well, you would really? because you have a chest. Yes. I'm feeling it, like throughout my my being. I'm feeling it like go all the way through me. Well, these are these are, some of these. I don't know if you downloaded the one that I was looking at earlier, but it's supposed to have a certain type of are, tonal quality that gets into your being. I'm feeling it. Feeling you. You feeling me? Well, now, did we want to segue into the first video that I was supposed Robin, to pull this, up for you? Just relax. You're not, this is, we're not about rushing into things here. Just let the vibration. Well, I'm looking at the time, knowing that in I, under, I can okay. look at the time, too. You need to calm. <laughs> see, this is not working for you. <laughs> no, this, not. These stinking Tibetan <laughs> singing bowls. <laughs> They're supposed they to calm you down. Not. Look at you. They, they are not working. <laughs> I'm like, I have too much freaking things to think about. I'm looking at the clock, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. Just relax. Let's breathe now. I need a massage. Can we get a masseuse? Get Bob Kraft on the phone. I think he can send a couple of lovelies over here. As long as they're of legal age, and we'll check their ID and make sure they're legal, it's all good. And please, Robin. Can you whisper when we're zenning? AJ Marcus, can you two please whisper while we are supposed to be zenning? You just blew the whole mood. It's like, you know, the buzz kill. <laughs> you know, like you're starting off and you, you go out to dinner, then you come back. Yeah. And a little, you sneak a little kiss in and then things And then start... somebody farts and it just exactly. Yeah, exactly. The Thank you, Robin. Thing. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the bamboo is working for the Phillies. Yes. Although I think they use ash. Hickory and ash are working better now because they're barreling the ball again, Robin. I don't they're know. They're barreling the ball. I Roll out the barrel. Honestly, I don't know if it's the Zen music or if it's the fact that Gabe Kapler went off on the umps. Not on the and umps. Got him, and, and got himself thrown out. Only one ump, Robin. And while the Phillies won with four home runs. By the way, what's interesting to note here in that game. Yes. The Phillies had four home runs. For the second consecutive night. And guess what? They haven't done that. Four home runs, back-to-back games in 10 years. Wow. So tell me that Zen shit ain't ten working. 10 years? That's right. Okay, dude, that's that's impressive. I wanted to do a fade out though. You can't you can't okay, just cut can, these off. I can I can you can't do a fade out. Zen music cannot be just You're right. It can't be chopped. cut off. It's got a, be, it's got a slow fade. Okay, I'll do a slow fade. Slow Very fade. Slowed. slowed? I'll do slowed. 
We'll be playing a little uh, beer barrel polka as we talk about barreling the ball, which is the new term in baseball. You got the barrel on the ball. As I've said before, baseball bats have had barrels forever since their first bat was made, except in cricket. I think that's a good polka song, too. Yeah, roll out the barrel. We'll have a barrel of fun. (laughs) And the Phillies are barreling the ball. But last night, the highlight of the game, not that they came back and not that guys are hitting home runs again and it looks like they're having fun again. Last night, we have tape of what happened. The big story. Gabe Kapler, for the second time, not only in his Phillies career, for the second time in a matter of days, he got the old heave-ho last night. Phillies were rolling. Scott Kingry got hit with a pitch ball up in the shoulder area, and you can hear it. When somebody gets hit in the shoulder with a ball and you can hear that thud, that's got to hurt. And so what happens? Joe West, the home plate umpire, who's been umpiring for 100 years and is really a narcissist. Joe was a member. I remember back in the day, John Kincaid, who used to be one of the callers into the WIP show, he pointed out last night that one of his first tasks was when Joe West was umpiring back 25 years ago. He would make phone calls to his... He actually showed up as a bellman at the hotel where the umpires were staying during the Phillies' 1993 run. Mm -hmm. And he knocked on his door to wake him up to pretend that he was room service and then said, hey, just sorry, I made a mistake. So he woke him up early to try to throw him off his game. But last night, and I'm going to... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to defend Joe West because what he did was technically correct by the letter of the law. What he did last night was also a little stupid because... Gabe Kapler, after the warning, after uh, Scott Kingery was hit, he gave the warning to both benches because he doesn't want to create a brawl. And you know me, Robin, what's the worst thing in baseball that I hate the most, the unwritten rule? Somebody hits somebody, the other team's got to go back and hit somebody else. you have been... I've been against that from day one. And so all Joe West was trying to do, and as much as I dislike him as far as being a pompous ass and all-about-me guy, his problem was Gabe Kapler wanted to come out and discuss it why he gave a warning to both teams, to both pitchers, and he got thrown out like almost immediately. Well, the problem is you're not allowed to come out to dispute it. That's what the umpire's job is. You warn a guy who threw at a guy and then says if it happens again, the guy's going to get thrown out. He's trying to prevent a stupid baseball brawl because these two teams have history. So anyway, to commemorate Joe West's great work, let's go back. Maybe Joe's greatest performance back in 1988. That's how far back Joe goes. Let's go to the tape of his finest effort. The Mariners shortstop, number four, Armando Frischone. Frischone. Right down the middle. Oh, ball. Yes, it is Enrico Palazzo. You have to watch. If you, you know what? I, if you don't know and can't see this, it's one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history. Forget the natural. Forget Field of Dreams. Enrico Palazzo behind the home plate at Angel Stadium. And Joe West, believe it or not, watch and listen. Joe West makes an appearance in the rhubarb involving all the umpires. There's a throw by the catcher, and now they've got Frisoni hung up between first and second. What the hell do you think you're doing? 
know this is hard to believe, but apparently the umpires have got Krishoni in a rundown. Hey, safe! How about that? <laughs> he was out! Hey, out! He was safe! He was out! Safe! Now there's a side I've never seen. Hey! 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 Safe! Now they're kicking dirt on each other. That's what Gabe did the other night. Here comes Joe West. All right, I've had enough. You're out of here. What do you mean? You can't throw an umpire out of the game. Yeah. All right. You're <laughs> Yes, Joe West gets thrown out of a game by Enrico Palazzo, which he did last night to Gabe Kapler. How about that? As Mel Allen said. And there was Joe West in 1988 in a Naked Gun movie being thrown out by Enrico Palazzo. Amazing. And now, fast forward. How many years ago was that? 88, 98, 2008. It's like 31 years ago, he was getting thrown out of a game by another umpire. And here he is 35 years later and obviously past his prime. And thank God for the Major League Baseball Umpires Association. People keep asking me, how's Joe, um, how's Joe West still umpiring after all these years? Not because he's heavy, sad. It's, he can't. He could barely move. Perfect. And he's a show-off. So. As I said, I remember when he used to be a big deal. He would go to country bars and country Joe West, and he would go sing. That's fine. He can do whatever he wants in his, in his free time. He's not singing country behind home plate or at first base. It's just, okay, perfect. you know, we talk about term limits for people in, in okay. politics. There should be term limits for umpires. Joe West, while he was technically by the book doing the right thing last night, is not really fit to be a major league umpire anymore. And I don't mean physically fit. That's obvious. You can see the guy. He struggles. Now, luckily, he doesn't run, have to run up and down a field like a, an NFL official or an NBA official. You know, he's pretty much stationary. Behind the plate, he's not asked to run around at first base. None of these umpires have to run. Just basically, they have to get out of the way if, if they're at second base or especially at second base, because you can get hit by a ball and you got to get out of the way. Wonder what happens when Joe is uh, Let's getting go a to call. The phones. Let's go to the phones. Not this phone, though. We I'm getting a call from Sunrise, Florida. Not Sunset Thomas or Sunrise, the mother. Remember yeah. Sunset and Sun? Do we have? Uh, are we hooked they're, up? They're coming live in like a minute. So oh, see, just... now you rush me, Robin, and I know in my heart, I can feel when things are Apparently. working. Apparently. Then why do you always like bum rush me? To try to get me to move because along. Because I was told one thirty. That's okay. I know how radio works. Yes, you do. For 50 years running. But that wasn't Dean. You have instincts like nobody exactly. else. Exactly. So then why do you, like, that's why I have to tell you to, to calm down and chill out. I know. I, needed, I need more zen. I need more zen in my that life. That zen did not. We're going to have to get better. We're going to have to get extra strength zen <laughs> yes. tomorrow for the show. <laughs> New and improved with more zen power. <laughs> I'm going to have to run back to Home Depot today and buy more bamboo and start putting it up all over this joint. Yeah, I need, like, all the corners covered. I used to have one of those little, you know, everybody had them in their offices, Uh the little water fountains. And the little Zen Garden water fountains. Yeah, but the water fountain ones, where it was basically just a little bit of water, Uh and then you can put it on your desk, and then you would hear the sounds. of. And I love the sounds of water. I do, too. The only sound we've been hearing of water on this show lately, though, Robin, unfortunately, I have to say, is this sound. You know, sometimes that sound, though, is one of relief. 
Well, yeah, everybody hears that yes. sound a couple of times a day, I hope. Unless you're peeing in the streets or you're going out in the woods somewhere. But anyway, that's the latest on Zen and baseball. We'll keep an eye on the games going on right now. We'll recap all the important stuff. I mentioned the Yankees are playing, and they're already trailing 3 nothing last night. Giancarlo Stanton, this guy can't stay healthy. Just came off the disabled list last Tuesday, June 18th. Let me wrap it up. Have you been not paying attention? Oh, wait a minute. Well, let's go live. Are they live? I'm just, I go by what we're told to do, not by what you do. Well, I I, so. I've been doing radio for quite a long period of time. I kind of know how to do this thing. I don't, I don't really need an email. Maybe they pay for the okay. beginning and end. This is your buddy here. You yeah, know, I know. And that's why talk? I know we're okay. Jeez. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Seriously, Harry. I don't even know where you're sitting at right now. Now, who... We just need to bring this person on the line. We have been told throughout the show that a guest is going to join us. A special guest. We've told the audience mm-hmm. a special guest will join you. We mentioned that we have no idea. No idea. Is. We told Josh, don't even give us a hint. I guess the easy- And he did? No. And the easiest thing to do is, depending on the guest, him or herself, we should know right away based on their voice. I correct? would think so. I mean, if there's somebody that you know we're familiar with, correct, joining us on the Lighthouse Insurance guest oh, line. Oh, look at you sneaking that in, <laughs> sneaking that in, you son of a. See, that's uh, you know you that's a radio a... pro right there. Well, good afternoon, special guest. You're on the Maze and Aton show. <laughs> now that's your. This key. is not going no. well. Did you not hear that? Is this Mike Gill like trying to avoid the crossover? <laughs> What is going on back there, Harry? What is going on back there? His bit. No idea about this. Seriously. Get out. Get out. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me now? Oh, no. Are we live? (laughs) We knew as soon as we went to the line, if it was a familiar voice, we would know it. And that, of course, there is no more familiar voice than Tony Bruno. Let's go to the phone. Seriously. Someone in the control room is out of control. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering down there, guys. What the hell's going on back there? We had to just play some Zen music. Don't Don't you have bamboo in your studio so that you guys can relax a little bit? I had to play some moment of Zen music because the Phillies have the bamboo now. And we've all been bamboozled thinking that this team sucked, but maybe it's just the Mets. I don't know. I'm trying to figure stuff out here. And, Aton, how We're are you? We're to light some bamboo back here. Tony. Yeah, we smoke bamboo <laughs> on this radio show. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Can you smoke bamboo? It's now illegal, by the way, in San Francisco to smoke bamboo or e-cigarettes. No, you, you can smoke oh, weed. Right. You can smoke weed, bamboo, crack. But don't you dare and take a dump on the side. Well, that goes without saying. I mean, that's uh, but they, yeah. they got people I to think clean that, that was up. Already legal out there. <laughs> 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 to, to what do we owe this honor? Well, you know, you guys are on down live every day, and we're all like we're basically on at the same time. And there's only one thing about there's only one thing better than being on at the same time, guys. You know what that is? Two chicks at the same well, that's, time. Well, exactly. I mean, that goes with. Well, no, it's two chicks. Yeah. Come on, Harry. Two chicks at the same time. Can we say chicks anymore in this PC culture? Yes, you can. I think chicks refer to themselves as chicks now because it's not—it's not a term. It's not a negative term. Uh, We don't do we call them broads? Term of chicks. I prefer whores. (laughs) We 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 have a brothel drop. That's right. Whores. How about just hoes? How about ho? Whores is not good. Hose is much better Hose now. Hose is kind of 90s. Hose is like the 90s. No, you can't say broads oh, anymore, broads. though. 
You know, I talked right. about this well, the other day, guys. Broads is probably more offensive than hoes. Yeah, broads, that's like a Frank Sinatra term. Exactly. Yeah, you're immediately written off. And, you know, I was talking about that the other day on this show, and I was like, where, where, did, where did the word broad come from? Is it because women were zaftig back in the day? That's another good word, zaftig. And so they would call what does women. That mean? Zaptic means, you know, a little thick in the thighs, you know, thick women. Oh, which are, okay. you know, like a slump okay. bu- not slump right. buster, not slump buster big, but thick. So they no. probably said she's got yeah. broad shoulders or broad hips. And that's probably, <laughs> I'm just guessing now, that that's where the term broad hey, came from back not in the day. Slump buster big. I'm actually <laughs> thinking he's, he's dead on with that. <laughs> well, she's, a little broad, she's a little broad in the ass. Yeah. You know oh, yeah, mean? but I mean, yeah. hey. There's nothing wrong with a little uh, bump and pump. I wonder why women find it offensive, Tony. <laughs> yeah, but we don't use it anymore. I don't use broad anymore. Broad is, like you say, a Rat Pack, Frank Sinatra era kind of yeah. nonsense. But that's still yeah. cool. BB, I, I mentioned the Phillies. You know, we're talking about the bamboo. I'm thinking maybe yeah. they brought in a bus of BBWs. Talk about slump busters and an entire team that couldn't hit anything. Now all of a sudden busting out of it the last two nights. Right. That's a lot of busting right there, man. That's a lot of work. <laughs> you, you sure you want? That's like off season. That's that's staying in shape in the off season level work right there. You might over you might over hustle, man. Forget about You're the curveball. Forget about the curveball machine. They had to bring in the BBW yeah. machine, man. It was a gigantic <laughs> luxury bus loaded with at least twenty five. Masturbates on the horse. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You might as well bring in a chiropractor after that, too. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're live on Twitch, of course, twitch.tv, where you can watch you guys every day. You can watch Bruno Nation live on there. You've got to subscribe, though, Harry. Tell the people to subscribe to twitch.tv. Oh, like we are subscribed yeah, we're to your on. channel, aren't we? Not to our channel, uh, just I the people I'm... who are listening who aren't subscribed to either, to right. either show. Get on the ball here. We've got to get into the modern-day world, Harry. Eitan, you, too, you yeah, understand yeah. the digital media. Yeah, well, I'm trying to totally. tell him how to do it. No, Aton's all about this. In fact, he's got that switchboard thing, too, that you have. Yep, everybody's got to have a switchboard. Is that the woman with the tattoos in the John Wick movies where they plug the thing in? Love those chicks. <laughs> you ever you seen the John Wick movies whenever they call? No. And there's all these no. women with tattoos or in, this, uh, in this boiler room, and they get phone calls, and they're plugging the things in the, in, like, you know, only old people remember those days. What are, what are they, the suicide girls, those chicks with all the tattoos? No, no, they're, yeah. in, they're in a boiler room. Oh, not, not the movie, The Boiler Room, though. That no, 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 not the movie. It's the John Wick movies. They're, these women sit in a boiler room, and they're told when to put out a hit on somebody, and they're all tatted mm-hmm. up, and it's, it's pretty attractive. I mean, I find that attractive, but that's what I'm talking about, uh, broads. There would probably be broads there, dames. We can't say dames anymore. Except Dame Lily, okay. you know, Dame, Damian Lillard. We can call him Dame. Dame All right. Yeah. Dame Dash. I don't know how many other Dames we know, right? Well, that's because he's from the 510. How about, Dame, Dame. How about right. Dame Judith Dench? Isn't Judy Dench oh, yeah, a Dame, they, Robin? Well, she's got to be close to 80 years old, isn't she? Yeah. She is a Dame. So when you're, I, like, when you're knighted as a man, you become Sir. Yeah. But when you're, when right, you're acknowledged right. as a lead, a female... Uh, of importance in, in the uh, British world, you're a dame. So how come that's not offensive, calling her Dame Judy Dench? That's an outrage. <laughs> that is. Outrage. If, if you're going to allow dame, you should allow broad, right? Well, honestly, I, this, is, <laughs> this is Miss Robin from the Tony Bruno Show. 
I would like to be called Dame because that means my pay grade goes up. Exactly right. Ah, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. They so Dame that gender gap a little bit. It, John Dame is actually what women want should want to be called, right? Mm. You would think. I'm I'm thinking about bringing bringing Broad back. On Broad Street. It's going to be an uphill battle. We should have a Broad Parade on Broad Street here in Philadelphia. Not Crossing Broad. No, 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 no that's We've different. We've got a couple of guys on. <laughs> we just had Bob from Crossing Broad on an hour ago. Now, the funny thing is, is we're watching Tony in his studio. Oh, can you watch me now? Twitch. Can you see me in the yeah. wine oh, cellar yeah. here? Absolutely. This is what. Now, now honestly, Tony and, and Miss Robin, we should do this once a week in which we have. We basically are cross-promoting the shows because we're on Twitch. Tony's on Twitch. We're doing our show here on 97.3 ESPN, mm-hmm. and you're on your platforms as well. Exactly. It, it would be cool, I think, to do this once a week. Periodically, yeah, because yeah. they're I, on I agree. from 1 to 4 in the afternoon. Well, well, I, I said once a week. You say periodically. Well, hey, that's once a week. Uh, is fine. Is that period- no, periodically you to me is once a month. You can better than me. Periodically to me is once a month. Come on, guys. What's the matter with you? Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not, then you got some problems, and then you better make sure That's you right. you get ready for the uh, or, for the gender reveal party after that. Yeah, and you have good health insurance, <laughs> right. yeah. or you're taking the, you know the right stuff, right? You can take stuff where it just eliminates it, where you don't well, have yeah. to deal with it. It's expensive, though. I think that should be free, like everything else, guys. Everything should well, be free. Listen, I, I I have friends that are on birth control simply because they don't like their period. Period. Is that, is that a reality? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, people lie to me all the time. the period. Not me. That's why I was thinking weekly, not monthly. Not the periodic table. Bob from Valley Forge says not the periodic table. That's a totally different no. issue. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, that's, that's Alex Trebek chastising somebody for not knowing an answer on Jeopardy for the periodic table. Well, yeah, let's do this either Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I'm ready to do you it. Want to do it on every Wednesday? I think so. Yeah. Every All right. Wednesday. Jose we'll says yeah, yes. Jose says yes. What up? What up, yo? This is amazing. Oh, it's highly amazing. An Aton. We'll talk to you next week. All, All right, right, ladies and gentlemen. Robin, we'll talk next week. Beautiful Make guys. Sure you following. <laughs> You follow me? Live on Twitch. Yes. You can hear Tony all and Miss Robin, Luigi, and everybody else is there. Live from the wine cellar. You guys got to come down here one day. You guys got to come down to the wine cellar. On the phone, Harry and Aton, 97. That's a professional presentation. I love it, man. Seriously, how (laughs) did we get that? And now we're going to go from this to Gil. Tough act to follow, man. Do you think Gil even shows up after that? Maybe not. I told you. Oh, he's here. I laid a trap out. For who? For, for Gil. Gil. Okay. I want to see if he caught it. All right. see. Hit that next. Those guys are going to break. We will continue. That was a little fun, huh? See, I love doing different stuff, Robin. How many other people do this now? They have the freedom to just go live on 97.3 ESPN. I love it. We can and do then whatever we're going to be live with Gary Radnich. We'll bring in other shows because we bring in calls. We bring in guests. And now... It is a little dangerous, though, to suddenly be on terrestrial radio because... I didn't use one bad word either. No, I know, but I know that on a long-term basis, because it's become so loosey-goosey where we don't have to think about it, you do it automatically. I'm not quite as disciplined as you. In what what regard? In in remembering to not bring in a bad word. Because I worked on... On, on the air radio for almost 50 years. I know. And there's a thing inside your head that tells you you can't say bad words. Because it's easy to say bad words. 
Because most people yes, in everyday life can't go through a sentence without using a profanity. It is very And I'm that way, too, a lot of times. But when you're on the air, you know there's that you can't go over that line. By the way, the Toronto Blue Jays just laying a beat down on the Yankees. It's 5 nothing in that game now, and they're in the second inning. What's up with the Yankees, man? <laughs> T-Jax, New York. <laughs> Once a month, are you guys having married sex? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, married people have sex once a month? Wow. It's an outrage. That was a lot of fun, though. So I hope everybody enjoyed that. Harry and Aton, good friends. Harry's another one of my former partners. I've had more partners than the Kardashians and the Jenners combined, I think. We're going to have to do a breakdown segment on how many partners I've had, Robin. Speaking I mean broadcast partners. Speaking of... Uh, Why do I hear a phone uh, beeping? I know. The, it's interesting how that works. Um, speaking of the Kardashians, you saw that uh, Kim Kardashian got in trouble, right? What happened now? So she has some new... Do another bad video with Ray no, J? No, no, no. She has some new kind of lingerie underwear line coming out soon that she says she's really excited about. She mm-hmm. posted it online on all the social media, and she's calling it Kimono. Kimono. Be a play on her name. Right. And, she, and also a Japanese uh, article well, of clothing. Well, the Japanese uh, women all over the world are saying... They're that pissed this off? Is, yes, because a kimono... Not is, a dragon. Not the Komodo dragon. No, no, no. The kimono right. is a very sacred garment. And it exactly. is a very ritualistic... Um, oftentimes worn for either rituals or weddings or few. I mean, it, it is it is a very respected garment, and they say that it is in, it is completely inappropriate for Kim Kardashian, even if it is a play on her name, to use the word kimono in conjunction with a lingerie line one. And two, that she has trademarked the word kimono yeah, as if she not, owns it. No, so. that's that. I mean, she, I, she's got to be smarter than that. I mean, she's got lawyers. She thought she was going to get away with this? That's just dumb. Yeah. And especially with this whole cultural appropriation exactly. thing. Exactly. Speaking of kimono, let's go to the kimonos and kimono my house, ladies and gentlemen. Number one this week in the Kardashian list of dumb things that I've tried to do to make money. I'm not making this up. This is a Japanese song called Kimono My House. Kimono? Uh, my House. <laughs> Remember the old song? Moshi Moshi. Wow. We'll play this one for Kim out in Beverly Hills today. A special request. <laughs> now I got a hankering for some, some more uh, ramen, Robin. Say ramen, Robin, real fast. <laughs> really? But, um, <laughs> I want some sushi. <laughs> I believe the Japanese are going to declare war on the Kardashian clan. I did not know what to expect. I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking this. I knew it would be good. I'd never even heard this song, but I immediately looked up the kimonos. This has a little abba. It's like Japanese abba. Yeah. Right. Except better. And a little bit psychedelic, but it's a little techno, a little euro trash. It's like all everything's all mixed into one. I'm grooving on it a little bit. (laughs) 
Doesn't it have a little ABBA in it? I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Luigi Curto checking in. Wobbin, wobbin. That's he what says, time. this show is putting me into a coma. You come over here, I'll put you into a coma right now. You mean as a food coma? What kind of coma? How do you like that song? Huh? Uh, does Kim's new lingerie line come from those vending machines of used panties in Japan? <laughs> For those of you who do not believe that that is real, it is absolutely 1,000% real. Seen it. Did not order. I did not purchase any. But in a hotel room that I stayed at, you could buy in the same vending machine. Yes. You could buy um, beer, mm-hmm. snacks. Right. And used underwear for because it, that is apparently a a common um, a common fetish in Japan. Used underwear to use used underwear for certain purposes while you are alone. In are the they hotel. unwashed? They are unwashed. Hey, you're saving on you know you're saving on your uh, your laundry bills. By the way, the Yankees have just added on to their major league record. 29 consecutive games now with at least a home run. D.D. Gregorius is just, it is high, it is far, it is gone into the right field bullpen. And the Yankees now on the board, 5-1 to one at Yankee Stadium. D.D. goes ding-dong. I don't know what John uh, John Sterling would say about D.D. Gregorius, because he's got all the great calls. <laughs> D.D. goes dong, or no, whatever. No, no, no. You have to think of something better than that. Although uh, I, I, I'm, I'm doing this on the flight, because D.D. Gregorius just hit a home run at Yankee Stadium into the bullpen in, in right field, Robin. That's live action now. You're not getting live action anywhere else. Now, Lu- Luigi says, well, shit, I'm opening up my own stand then. You know what, Luigi? You could actually make quite a bit of money doing this, let me tell you. My future son-in-law, Yash, who is... Um, he's, Does he, he buy used underwear and vending no, machines? No, no, no. Uh. So he has been doing bodybuilding competitions for years, mm-hmm. um, and he is uh, getting his... Um, Doctor for for uh, chiropractory, doctor of chiropractory, and he's almost done. But while he was on the circuit of doing bodybuilding, he would get propositioned all the time for purchasing. Like somebody would offer him money for his used. Uh, what do you call them? The 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 perform like his bikini type thing for while he was performing. Really? Oh yeah, he got the mankini. I, I don't, well, I don't you know, know bodybuilders. They just have the little. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not a uh, or swimsuit it, or whatever you call. But them. But they don't have. They don't show their butts like they do in uh, with thong. It's not a thong, no, right? No, it's not a thong. But it's but it's not a full covered. Correct. It's not full coverage. Because it's a banana hammock see, is basically what it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> because they want to see they want to see the glutes and everything while you're up on stage. A man but, thong. But um, he w- he got I think I, the last time he said he got offered like several hundred dollars and my daughter. Why would you sell it right there? No. So my daughter goes sell the damn thing. Sell. I'll buy you some sell. More. Sell. Sell. <laughs> we, we sell. Could use the money. So, Luigi, I yes, you could. It. Yeah, we have the woman who tried to buy him from him. You know, it's not, it's not like you have to do anything else. You just give him, sell him your, uh, your boy shorts. Exactly. I the Swedish chef wants to know how much can he get for his used apron? I don't know. All you got to do is go on any show that, what's his face, the British guy who now has like a show, a new show every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that yells at people and calls mm-hmm. them names. 
Every time I, I watch TV, there's another new show where he basically dresses down people for doing the wrong stuff. I thought that was bullying. I it thought is. bullying was bad. Bullying is bad. But What's that dude's name, the British dude? Uh, Gordon. Gordon Ramsay. Ramsay. That's right, Gordon Ramsay. Luigi checks in. I'll sell you the Calvins off my ass right now for $50. <laughs> Do I hear 50? Do I hear? Here I hear 50. Do I hear 51? All right, let's bring it back to 45. Do I hear 45? 45, 45. Uh, Trevor from the 203. I'll sell my <laughs> Mundis? Mundis boxer? Mudandis. Oh, what? Meundies. Me, oh, Meundies boxers. Game used right and game used right now. All right, what do you 75. think this is? A swap meet? You think this is the Quaker City flea market? Come on. This is a real professional operation here. Yes, it is. I mean, there's a lot of Oops. stuff. There's insanity in the control room. Yes, there is. Sorry, I still had on there that we were speaking to Aton and Harry. That was just bad on my part. But we stop ha the hammering. Exactly. But speaking of phones, our phone lines are open. Yes, they are. We want to hear from you now. We just heard yes. from Aton and Harry Mays down there. And if you would like to sell us your underwear, or you know, you have comments, reflections, whatever. requests, dedications, or you have, you, shout like outs, bid on mine. I don't know. But. Re remember, re Robin has a lot of underwear. Nobody has more <laughs> underwear than Robin. I'm not making that up. Nobody. I mean, nobody has more underwear than Robin. I like pretty She has things. an entire chest of drawers just for underwear. And I'm talking about everyday stuff. <clears throat> I'm not talking about stuff that you would wear if you're in Bergdorf's and Donald Trump comes into the dressing room and asks you to try it on. Kind of underwear. I'm talking about just everyday use. You know what I'm saying? Let's go to the phones. Who's there? Hello. Trevor from the 203 is here, and game-used undies are for t two bucks starting off bid right now. Let's start off at two. Sort of like two-buck chuck if you go to Trader Joe's and you're still looking for that wine, which they don't sell anymore because people realize it was really good shit for two bucks, so they jacked it up, right? What's the cheapest wine you can buy in Trader Joe's right now? Oh, uh, let's, let's go to the tab. Let's go to the tabs. <laughs> well, I think it's three-buck chuck in California. Is it? And then here with taxes, I'm probably, it's probably four-buck chuck. It used to be two buck chuck, and then people were like, they would buy it for cooking wine, and then somebody actually drank it and said, "Holy shit, this is good stuff." I never bought it for cooking wine. I always <laughs> bought it to drink. <laughs> I was poor. <laughs> I'd be buying it again if I could. <laughs> I'll give you five bucks with the, with the Jim Tenney sugar tax. Maybe it'll oh, make it seven. Oh yeah. By the way, we have breaking hockey news today. When I always talk to Trevor, and when we go back and forth on the. On the stream chat here on Twitch TV, he loves his hockey talk. Did you see the breaking news in the National Hockey League today? There's all kinds of rumblings going on, of course, and we'll get to the NBA I have a two-buck chuck update. Oh, let's go to the two-buck chuck update line, ladies and gentlemen. So for Your those of you who Ms. do not Robin. know, it is the Charles Shaw wine. Correct. Um, and that That's why it was called Chuck. See, Charles right. is Chuck. And the, a businessman named Fred Franzia is behind the two-buck chuck. And you know, Franzia makes the box wines, the really cheap shit that people buy when they don't really know what good wine is. That is correct. Yes. Slap and the it... bag in college. Yeah, slap the bag in college. <laughs> or, an or an eagle's tailgate. <laughs> Franzia, baby. We got, a, we got a box of Franzia, yo. Now, this is, this is a article. We're going classy tonight, yo. <laughs> this is an article from wow. August 15th, 2018. So it's a year ago. A year ago, a two-buck chuck update, ladies uh, and gentlemen. That almost all Trader Joe's sell it for two ninety nine, 
Um, and that at the time, in August of 2018, Trader Joe's had sold nearly one billion pounds wow. of two buck chuck. Wow. Since 2002, when they first introduced it. It's amazing that the bottle is actually worth more than the content. It's like water. You know, water costs, what, a half a penny? And then the plastic bottle is in, probably costs three, four, five cents to make. It's the only product. Five cents for the bottle return, you know. Exactly, because the bottle is actually worth more than the contents inside. Now, wine, you know, has to go through a process. Not the Sixers process, which they may be losing here in a couple of days, and we'll get to that in a moment. About the Not end. the Flyers process that they had. <laughs> no, but we have, as we like to say on this show, those of us who pay attention to hockey and avoid excessive use, we have hockey update action. No, not games, not a game. Not a game, not these mini camps, not these players playing around and everybody. Not getting... try out the island, not try out the island. No, exactly. <laughs> not mini camp. We have <laughs> hockey Action, signing action, off-season action as I try to find the stupid damn theme. Ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia Flyers have snapped up Ryan Elliott, 34 years of age, the goaltender, the veteran who couldn't stay healthy last year. Played in 26 games, started 23, was 11-11-1. They have brought him back. Ryan Elliott, one-year extension, obviously a veteran presence. And last year, people were down on him, and he got hurt a lot. He's basically like a lot of other athletes in sports. They get hurt a lot. It's like Giancarlo Stanton. Is he a guy that can't stay healthy now? Or is it just because he's not he made for New York? Maybe he's not. Question. Maybe, maybe he can't now. You don't get hurt. It doesn't matter where you play. You think this is the Yankee jinx of trying to buy every player in baseball to win a World Series jinx? Absolutely. <laughs> probably the greatest jinx of all time. No, that jinx is over. That was the, the, the curse of the Bambino, as you well know. Yes. What do you think of the Brian the Elliott great. signing? I know you're a man who knows his pucks, and he knows his I uh, know pipes. puck action. I got my hernias ready for donate until he, unless he gets hurt again, and maybe a knee ligament ready to donate to him if he gets hurt again. I have those, I have those ready to go to donate to him. I only have one healthy hernia right now. Uh, the left side. The right side, I do have, what is it called, Robin? An inguinal hernia? In- inguinal. Is that, do you put a little spaghetti sauce on there? You go olive and garlic, uh, garlic and olive oil on Tastes the... Tastes delicious. In the inguinal. I got an inguinal hernia. I had the MRI. I knew I had a, a, a groin situation. I went to a groinecologist. <laughs> he put me in the stirrups. <laughs> Why can't there be doctors called groinecologists for men if they're called make... a gynecologist for women? Honestly, it would make... <laughs> Figuring out what doctor you need to go to is yeah. so much easier. Where are you going to go? Because now you go. If you got a butt problem, you go to a proctologist. proctologist. If you got a PP problem, you go to a urologist. If you got a groin, why don't you go to a groinecologist? Wouldn't that be easier when you're looking through your Medicare for All plan and see which doctors are in your program right now? If you're at your HMO and MMO or IPO or PPO or IPP or. How about, about my health insurance a lot? OPP. I'm a former hockey player. Are you down with OPP? I'm down with the LBC and, the, and maybe the OPP. Come on, man. You know what the OPP is, right? Isn't that like a, a rap group back in the day in the 90s? No, that was a song. I, got, I hate to I have to do this to you, Trevor. I can't believe it. I can't believe it, Robin. You know what OPP is, Robin? I remember you know what OPP shorts were. It's a song from the were. 90s. By, um, naughty by a, nature. But it's not a, just a song. Not a song. 
I remember what um, OP shorts were. Not Ocean Pacific. I used to rock the heck out of those shorts. This is, this is, <clears throat> you want to talk about white people and just being too white. How's the that? fact that you don't remember what OPP Get is to, all about. Down with the OPP. I do recall that. Ontario Pro- Province Police? No, it's not the Ontario Province Police. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I got to find the right version now. Down with the OPP, yo. Not I down in the LBC. It's OPP. And if you don't know what that means right now, not DDP. <laughs> not EDP. Not EDP. <laughs> not ta- EDM. You're talking about naughty by nature. Yes, right? play the damn song, Robin. You're down with OPP. The first person that gets it, obviously has gotten it. Right here now. Come on. Classic. And this is the explicit version. Well, that's the only kind we play on this show. Now, they use a little Mike Jackson. Released in 1991. They use the Jacksons in the background here. They're they're sampling the Jacksons. Drop a load on them. Drop a load on them. Drop a load on them. Who's saying that, Dean? All right, get to it, boys. See, don't make me cross-check you with my little hockey stick. I'll come down to Tampa real quickly. The last P well, that's not that simple. It's sort of like a well, another way to call a cat a kid. It's five little letters that are missing here. You get it on occasion if the other Not the OPS. It seems I gotta start the That's analytic crap that I don't really care about. Always test I go by is the eye test. That's what we're going to test right now. Well, we got to wait for the river to get. It's OPP, some other people's, but you get it. There's no room for relationships. It's just room to hit it. How many brothers out there know this one I'm getting at? How many of you know what he's getting at here? Yeah, you know me. You know me. You know me. I got a real question. When is Jose going to call into the show? I know, I called in Luigi the other night on the Funkin' Fantasy show on Monday night. OPP means other people's pussy. That's what it means. What's the matter with ding, you? Ding, ding. And if, the and more you know. Wait, the more so if you're you down know. with hitting on somebody else's girlfriend, wife, or both, that's when you're down with OPP, Robin. And then it said, for women, it means Or a nice else. LA fitness Other workout chick. Exactly. When you're doing Soul Cycle, and there's six guys and 12 chicks, you're looking at OPP right there. You know what I mean? You down with it? Absolutely. Oh, I'm down with it. <laughs> I just don't want no crazy husband trying to splash my car, my car tires off. Exactly right, man. That's when it was cool to be down. Now OPP means you're getting divorced. You better sign a prenup before you start doing OPP stuff. And I got Didn't Alan Iverson sign up a prenup and he lost $32 million out of it? It happens to the worst of them and the best of them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because sometimes women are... Sometimes, uh... 
Sometimes relationships are Robin, good. you turned Sometimes my damn machine down, didn't you? You turned the damn machine down. All of a sudden, the Yankees are firing back. They're getting men all over the place, and they score. And oh, now it's a 5-3 ball game at Yank Me Stadium in New York in the Bronx. 5-3, Blue Jays. Mike Judge. I'm Mike Judge. That other guy, Judge. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. I know. He's pretty damn good. And he's not hurt. Oh, yeah. The Yankees getting healthy, man. It's going to be dangerous. Oh, Trevor, Mickey Dell 69 is calling you out for not knowing what the OPP was. Yes, that's it. Is he a new guy here? No, that's our buddy Mickey. That's my plus. Mickey, no. Mickey has been listening for a while now while we were doing the uh, the, the other stuff prior to Twitch. Mm-hmm. And he's found mm. his way over onto the Twitch station, and we're very happy. Beautiful. Chris Sale, by the way, getting rocked by the White Sox. Five to two in the top of the third, and we got the baseball. I'm actually watching that game. It's commercial break in progress for me. Watching the little daytime baseball before I go to work. I've got the no network on, and we're watching that on the no network. And uh, we got uh, we're keeping an eye on all the baseball. A lot of action this afternoon, and it's beautiful. oh yeah. All right, Trevor. Good to yeah. talk to you, man. We'll talk to you again maybe on the on the Friday night extravaganza. Hey, I'll try to get drunk for that show, and I'll call in. We'll try, too, but it won't be very hard. Trust me. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Hey, you think Marcus Stroman's going to come to the Phillies or not? Nah? Uh, I think uh, Grandpa Stroman's going to come back, though, because he makes a great loaf of bread. That's a local Ooh. joke. People don't get that. That's, that's good Grandpa Stroman local bakery knowledge right there, Robin. You know Grandpa Stroman? Stroman's bread, yeah. Not as good as um, the bakery up in... Uh, Collegeville? The college Yeah, but the, the Stroman's is white bread. It's basic white bread, like Wonder Bread. Yeah, but after you've it's had... It's what the Medigans eat. After you've had, like, the Collegeville bakery stuff... Of course, anytime you have good... You don't even this want This is mass-produced bread. Yeah. You know, the, the big Wonder Bread, Stroman's, Myers, you, whatever they are, they're mass-produced bread for French toast, although I like, uh, I like different breads for French toast. I'm not going white bread all the time, Robin. I know. I'm going... Wait, wait uh, let's say goodbye to Trevor. All right, Trevor, we'll talk to you later, man. All right, later. Peace. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Rack that guy. Rack him. We got a lot of stuff to get to also. Let's get to the NA, to the NBA, Robin. Because you know what we have. The NBA tries to stay in the news every single day. Every morning when I log in to ESPN.com, on their main page, not in their basketball page, the main page, it is absolutely populated with primarily NBA stuff. I get it. The NBA is a year-round sport, just like every other sport. But the NBA is not the big story every day. No. I'm sorry. It's not. And, by the way, the free agency period doesn't start until Sunday. And you're not supposed to talk about this stuff because that's tampering, right? Right. But thanks to great people like Adrian Wojnarowski, who I introduced you to. Where was that when we were? Where were we? We were at the Sixer game. We're on the floor at the Sixer game yes. against the Raptors in the playoffs. Woj. Woj was there. I've known Woj forever. He used to come on my show when I was at Yahoo Sports, formerly Sporting News, formerly uh, Something Entertainment Network, SEN. I mean, they went through a lot of different names. And Woj is the best, and I've been saying it forever. Adrian Wojnarowski is the best, most connected NBA guy. You know, Peter Vesey was great and back in the day. He never sleeps. And, he never, and he's phenomenal. No, we're not going to start covering the Big Three League. I'm sorry. We will not be doing Big Three updates. Now, if they brought back that Pat Croce-inspired 
basketball with, with on uh, trampolines league. Remember that? Pat yes. Croce came up with that. Did he? I did not yeah, realize it was, that. Yeah, it was, it was basically trampolines on a basketball court. The middle of the floor was solid. But then these guys would run, and then when they got near the paint area, they would jump on a trampoline and go way up in the air and then slam it through. Now, that was entertaining. The big three? Nah. Slam ball, baby. It's all about slamming on the show. Not slamming Sammy ball. No, that's slinging Sammy Ball. Martin, 0713. Tony, when are you going to have M. Night Shyamalamalamalan on the we'll show? We'll get him on the show. Yeah, we should. We're going to bring he him down here. He's local. He's, he's a local guy. He's at a lot of sporting events and, in town. And he spoke at my son Christian's graduation at, at Drexel. Drexel. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly right. But anyway, that's the, so the NBA, the free agency starts on Sunday officially. But that hasn't stopped teams from drafting guys that they really didn't want and teams having the wrong hats on and players having the wrong hats on and all that other stuff. But the big stories are now starting to take shape because Woj is connected. And that's why the NBA's got to stop with this nonsense. You know, secret talks and all this other bullshit. They just, they're doing that. They're doing this to just try to keep the interest up. I get it. They're trying to promote and keep the interest levels up. But now you've got a situation developing in the situation room and Wolf Blitzer's not even in it. You got the 76ers now obviously trying to re-sign Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was phenomenal for them. Yes. They made the trade with Minnesota, gave up two guys and a couple picks for him, and he came here and he was phenomenal. So now he's a he's a he's a free agent. And so the Houston Rockets really 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 want Jimmy Butler. In fact, they wanted him so badly that back when Jimmy Butler was being dangled out there by the Minnesota Timberwolves, they offered four first-round draft picks, the Houston Rockets did, to the Minnesota Timberwolves. How many? How many? Four stinking draft picks. Four of them. Four! And they turned a deal down because the Sixers gave him a couple players and they gave him draft picks. So now the Rockets, here they are. They got James Harden. They got CP3. And they're looking to add another man who can score the basketball. And that man is Jimmy Butler. But the dilemma here is the Sixers, the dilemma for the Rockets, is that the Sixers can offer him the maximum contract, five years. The Rockets could only offer him four years. But now they're, according to Woj, in fact, let's have Woj. We're going to play. This is, this is Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN this morning talking about how the Houston Rockets are trying to get involved and pretty much try to force the 76ers to make a decision to bring to keep Jimmy Butler here or to make a deal to pick up players to let Jimmy Butler go. Let's go to Woj. This is him. Yes. In the real world needs to happen uh, for this to be fo- possible for Jimmy Butler to end up in Houston. Well, first, I need a big enough calculator to figure out the exactly. math, how to make this work, and basically how it would work. Would, it could not work. Basically, Houston and Philadelphia one-on-one. They would have to recruit a third team. Butler would be signed to a max contract, four years, $140 million. There is a rule called base year compensation. The show is not long enough for us oh, to talk about it. Don't, please. But basically, Butler's $32 million salary would only be worth $20 million in a trade. It's like almost putting a Rubik's Cube together. The pieces don't match. So 
That's why you would have to recruit a third team to send out a Clint Capella and Eric Gordon for okay. all the money to match up there. So Capella and Gordon. And then if Philly loses Jimmy Butler, what does that enable them to do? Well, Philadelphia would be better off just letting Butler go altogether because then you could bring Tobias Harris and J.J. Redick. You'd still right. have $18 million. And maybe you go out and get a Nikola Miritich or maybe you get you bring back, a, you know, a Jeremy Lamb or a Danny Green and, and you get a low-cost uh, option off your bench. Okay. So you're saying it's possible. There's a it's possible. possible. You got to get, get somebody else to <laughs> never play say ball. Never say never. So that wasn't Woj, of course. Woj was talking about the story on another show, but that's ESPN breaking it down, and it's the hot story and the rumor flying around. And we, I believe we have tape of uh, Mike D'Antoni responding to that because, of course, he's the coach down there, and the Rockets have been trying to win a championship. Next question. There, it's Mark D'Antoni when I asked him about this uh, Houston Rockets trying to make a move on Jimmy Butler. So they're trying to make a move on Jimmy Butler. You got Kevin Durant now in New York City where he had the surgery as the season came to an end. According to Woj, Kevin Durant has declined his $31.5 million player option so he can become an unrestricted free agent. And this is another joke because... This story is already out. Everybody knows that the Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets are trying to get Kevin Durant. There's no doubt about it. I don't think there's any way he goes back to the Golden State Warriors. But we have, you know, this, this is unbelievable how this so-called, they're in New York, his agent, they're sitting down and they're having very, very private discussions, Robin. Kawhi Leonard and his people are really don't want, they don't want any of this stuff out. They want to make sure that they're not breaking any of the NBA rules and regulations concerning tampering or, or tipping their hands on where Kevin Durant may wind up next year because they can't do anything it's so until stupid. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is when it starts. But right now, they just don't want anybody to know. Kevin Durant is locked into a room in New York. I think he's in Trump Tower. And he's up there, so nobody will go there because nobody likes to go there anymore because it's too crowded. That's the joke that this whole thing. Of course he's going to get paid. All these guys are going to get paid. And I'm not talking about whether they deserve the money. That's, what's, what's, that's what the free agency is all about. Somebody wants to pay you a lot of money, but in the cases of Jimmy Butler, where the team that has him originally can offer him the max, the five-year deal. But he can go somewhere else and get four years. Well, I don't know what Jimmy Butler's going to do. But obviously, Harden and Butler, better combo than what he, what he has here with the Sixers with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's well, what that's James why Harden has strong opinions about the future of Yes, ladies and gentlemen, to show you how basketball has changed. We now will show you some youngsters. Cuz you know, young players they watch baseball players and they do the bat flips. You know, all players do it. When I was a kid, we would mimic our favorite players, whether they're stances with the bat. And in the NBA, of course, kids are doing the same thing all over the world because the NBA is the most global sport out there next to soccer. But the NBA is global. Everywhere, for the most part, you play basketball now. But now we got youngsters trying to emulate what they will do once they get into the association. But first, maybe get out of uh, fifth grade, maybe get into middle school, Maybe go to high school, but no, they want to start early, Robin. So here it is. We have exclusive tape of youngsters working on how they will eventually become the next James Harden. 
in the National Basketball Association. Let's go to the tape. So basically, it's a bunch of kids. They keep passing it out to one guy who's up right at the top of the key at the three-point line, and he keeps putting up shots that go absolutely nowhere near the basket. But by the time he's in high school, and he decides that after four years of high school, he's had enough and needs to be a number one draft pick, that young man there, number eight, number eight in your heart, number eight on your scorecard, number one in your heart. Just keep chucking him up there, baby. Did you see that kid? He couldn't even, now if you, obviously there was, there was no audio, it was just parents screaming as they keep passing the ball back to this kid who keeps, he didn't even get it, he didn't even get it close to halfway up the yeah. backboard. Yep. He was just, he was just heaving. As soon as he got the ball at the top of the, uh, uh, behind the arc, this kid was heaving basketballs. Is that a way we're teaching our kids to play the game? I guess now it is. You're either going to, because nobody stands, you go to a playground. No kids are standing there at a free throw line and practicing free throws. The hardest part about that is if you go alone to a, a gym, or not a gym, you go to a playground, and you find one with actual net so you can hear that sound when the ball goes through the twines. It's hard to do in the city because they're all wrecked. Yeah, usually it's chains, yes, not nets. Yes, not two chains. Although I think he was just here last week selling some drug paraphernalia, which is cool. Love that shit. So anyway, kids are not standing there because, you know, if you miss a free throw, what happens, Robin? And you're by yourself. The ball bounces right. away, and, and then you got to go chase go it down. It. Yeah. And if, you know, if the fence is far away and the ball goes out in the street, you don't want to do that shit. No. We almost got, uh, when I was taking you to your MRI appointment the other day, we almost got hit. That was a soccer ball. Yeah. There was these dudes playing soccer at a playground, and they kicked the ball up over the fence, and it came out in the street. Luckily, I was aware, and I saw that there was a corner kick ensuing, so I wanted to make sure I didn't run over the damn ball because the ball came right out into the street. Or the kid that came after it. Yeah, and some kid runs after it. I could have destroyed that kid because I'm not a distracted driver. I saved his life. And I saved the bat, the soccer ball because they didn't have more than one ball. I was driving. As I said, I was paying attention and said, "Robin, watch out! That soccer ball's coming over the fence, <laughs> and that kid's right there. He's going to run out and try to get it. And I want you to pay attention. Get off the damn phone and stop texting." I'd never do that. You know that, <laughs> Mister. No, when you go out to practice, like baseball is a hard sport to practice by yourself, right? Yes. If you're pitching. You know, you get one of those those net things where you throw the right. ball and it bounces back bounces to you back. and that kind of stuff. But it's still not very accurate. No, because you hit the ball by yourself. You, what are you going to do? You have to have multiple basketball. You can go and practice shots. The but best. nobody's practicing free throws. You know what they're practicing now? Trying to dunk and trying to shoot yeah. threes. That's what kids are practicing yep. now. The fundamentals of trying to make like a little layup. Layups. These kids can't make layups. We're talking about layups, man. How many times are you going to pass the ball before you shoot now? Exactly. It's ridiculous, man. you got to move the ball around. But having little kids who can't even get the, can't even get the ball to the rim shooting threes, is that insane or what? That's why I believe the future of basketball is not very brightly. That's why all these European guys are coming over here. That's why all these Africans are coming over here. They know better fundamental basketball than the sport we invented. We're teaching our kids to shoot three-point shots when they're five years old. Tony, this is truly the only way that you can practice baseball 
By yourself? By yourself. I played pocketball by myself growing up, but that's what happened. This is how you start early, Tony, right here. Let's go to the tape. Yeah. yeah, that's the way. So I got a little kid with a T-ball in his backyard. I don't know if I call that a backyard. So he's got the little baseball, he's got the little T-ball stand, and he's got the bat. Puts it up on the stand, whacks one. Solid line drive to deep center field. And if and if he can make it around the bases before his dog comes back, then he's good. So he's got a dog, and then he hits the ball, it's, and then the dog goes and retrieves the damn ball, and, and the kid rounds the bases. It's perfect. It's perfect. And then the dog knows he's got to tag him before he hits home yep. plate, or Joe West will throw him so and the dog off his own property. There he goes again. <laughs> Boom. And the boy, and he slid home. Oh, nice slide, yes. too. That was a textbook slide by the young fella. Love that video. <laughs> I love the organ music, too. You know, who hasn't played with their organ at times and felt good about it? AJ in San Antonio, that dog just got signed by the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> he will be replacing Robinson Cano tonight in the infield for the New York Metropolitans. Everybody's given love. You know, Cano's a great player. He was. And uh, he's still, for his age, is pretty good. But the way people, the, I'm watching Cano miss ball after ball. He can't turn and get the ball. And everybody's going, oh, how about Robinson Cano? He hasn't missed a step. Meanwhile, he's sliding to try to stop balls, go through the infield, and they're going right by him. It's ridiculous, man. You know, the best way to practice basketball free throws by yourself. How do you do that? Is set up a system that you have, like, at the carnivals. You know, you have the. I used to have one of those Papa shots. I bought it for my kids. Yeah. I remember one that Christmas. Was smaller, but like if you had a full size mm-hmm. type of situation. If so you're indoors. Every, right. No, well, you wouldn't even have to have it be indoors. You could have it be outdoors, except. So it's like a Papa shot, except bigger. Like regulation size. Regulation well, a lot size. of people have basketball, uh, they have backboards and. I put one up in Keith Olbermann's backyard. Yeah. You know, you go and buy those. You don't even have to dig a hole in the ground and post them anymore because they have the ones that are weighted down by either water, which is the base that keeps it from knocking over, or sand. They're everywhere. You can go to a sporting goods store and go to Dick's and get one. Say, hey, Dick, you got any damn basketball uh, hoops in here? Hey, Dick, I'm here for some balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to give you a roaring round of applause for that one. I got to give you... I think you're rubbing off on me. Damn right. That's called frottaging, Robin. <laughs> it used to be a big deal. I don't know why it's not a big deal anymore. You don't remember the whole frottage era? I vaguely remember. Look up the word, not frittata. We talked about this briefly okay. the other day. Is that like, is like when you touch the fresnels? No. A frottage is when you would accidentally, on purpose, a lot of men. This is back in the 80s, way before the Me Too movement. Uh-huh. Back in the 80s, it became a big deal. Guys would walk by. You know, in the office, and there'd be a lovely lady there, and they would accidentally, on purpose, so that's, rub against them. That's called sexual harassment now. Yeah, now it's called, you're out of here, you're gone. I'm suing you for rape. That's what it's How called. How would you spell frottage? I think it's F-R-A-T-T-A-G-E, but I, I wasn't a member, I wasn't, F-R-A- I am, you know, F-R-O-T-T-A-G-E. And it is the art, you are correct, the art is under art, the technique or process of taking 
a rubbing from an uneven surface mm-hmm. to form the basis of a work of art. Okay? That's what the, that's, that's the literal the art. Me. No, that's the that's art. That's the art. But men now, would do it, and women would accuse them of frittaging them by accidentally the on purpose. Second, Correct. The second, um, it is a noun, the practice of touching or rubbing against the clothed body of another person in a crowd as a means of obtaining sexual gratification. Exactly. Isn't that like the whole Japanese porn thing? No, no. This is when you're fully clothed. Yeah, no, okay, so, but like... But Japanese, I'm saying it was a big deal in the 80s. No, I'm saying that there's like Japanese bus and train porn that is based no, no, this upon this isn't that. about porn. Okay, whatever. This is what people did in offices before the Me Too. This is back when HR departments started becoming active in places. Ah. Because, you know, guys who are pigs, horny dudes, you know, instead of like trying to hit on somebody in the office, they would like... It's almost like animals. You know how animals mark their spots, uh-huh. and then they go over, and then one and will... And they rub up against they, each Yeah, other. and they like rub up. Sort of like what Joe Biden's been doing pretty much his whole life. He it's... takes frittaging to the next level, though, and a lot of men frittage. Okay. But back in the... I remember this vividly. And there were some well-known people who got nailed for frittaging other women. You know what I'm saying? By the way, uh, A.J. Marcus says, I think I had some frittage with eggs this morning. It's pretty good. Just don't rub it too hard, though. You can rub one out, just don't rub one on. You know what I'm saying? So in this day and age of the Me Too movement, how come there aren't... Because, you know, unfortunately, the Me Too movement has led to a lot of anything that... Frataging right now would be considered rape to some people. A violent assault, right? And I, I believe we should listen to every woman, but I believe we also should realize when a woman is telling a damn lie and make sure we get all the facts before we start trying to put people away. On false pretenses. You're speaking of this one woman, right? That just came forward, the latest woman. No, I'm not talking. Yeah, that's actually that was no. that was a scene from a Law and Order episode. I found. No, out. no, no, yeah. So I, I actually, I, I think if this is true, I, I am definitely a person who says we should believe women, but we should also believe a man. And get to the bottom of it exactly. rather than just assuming. But that's not how it works anymore, but, Robin. But this, but this latest woman, that's the story out now, is the story that she's This is wacko writer. And again, if she, if she was assaulted, then she should file charges. Absolutely. This E. Jean, whatever her name is, Carol, I think yeah. that's her name. So she's a little wacky. A lot of writers are but, wacky. But you know, wacky women can be I like wacky. Listen, if there's a woman in a department store and she's trying on a, a, a lingerie... Uh-huh. And she sees me, and I see her, and then she says, "Hey, come into the dressing and it's room." Mutually consensual. I, I've done that. Yeah, it was mutually consensual. You've actually had sex in a dressing room? Not, no, not complete sex, but close. Wow. I'd walk in and say, you know, there was nobody there. Anyway, her story. She writes a book, and again, I don't want to. This isn't about politics no, no, to me. No, but it, she writes a book, and in her book claims that Donald Trump, back in the '90s, in a in a Bergdorf department store. Mm-hmm. She was tall. She's like six one with, with heels on. Right. So she's in a, a, a fancy schmancy department store in New York. I guess Trump was in there. And then they were looking at each other. And then she went into the dressing room. And he supposedly came in and said, try something on. And she tried it on. And then she claims and writes a book and says that he assaulted her. And then she's on all these talk shows. And when they ask her, did he rape you? She says, no. She said, and then she, then she goes on to say, well, you know, rape is sexy to some people. Well, 
I mean, I mean, this this woman's if it, nuts. Like, if she, if if he really did rape her, then then you know then file charges. Then file charges, and it needs to get to the bottom of it. And but but she however, says she's not going to file charges however, because she wasn't raped. The point, the reason I'm bringing up is that now the latest. Like I did not see this episode. I want to find this episode if this is true. That the the story that she is telling is almost exactly verbatim. Uh, the storyline of a Law and Order, Law and Order episode. Again, and I like, don't know what dude. his story is. I just know that when I saw the clip, there was, I guess she's been going on all these talk shows, and there was a clip. She was on Anderson Cooper, and when Anderson Cooper's trying to get her to answer the I questions... Saw the, on, I saw that. It's he very felt, uncomfortable. He felt mighty uncomfortable. Yes, he was. Tell. He was very uncomfortable. And then he kept he trying to get her to say, did he rape you? And she says, you know, this, rape is uh, rape is it's sexy to some people. I'm paraphrasing yeah. now. You know, it's like a fantasy, rape fantasies. And then he's like, what? Uh, uh, I think we got to go to break right now. <laughs> yeah. She uh, did not give him the answer. Now, Rick Pitino had the incident in the Italian restaurant in the back room where he got nailed for, you know, having a little extra action back there. And he was praying, trying to play hide the salami and the restaurant was closed and he got in trouble for that. And you should. But anyway, frottaging. I, I can't believe people don't use that term anymore. Frittage. Because that today is what happens a lot with degenerate guys, women frittage. I've had women frittage me. You used to frittage me. I mean, you, you still do. Yeah. In the grocery store, there's something about But it's not. I'm not walking up to a, a random woman no, no, no. and say, let's see, she's hot. But Maybe I can get her attention by like accidentally walking close. No, I like I, I, If you're going to do it, and again, I'm not, I'm not telling people to do it. The only way... No, I'm not even going to go there because no. then people will say I'm trying to I'm, I'm encouraging no. this kind of behavior. If you know somebody and you are, it's consensual. You're in tight quarters. Like you and I were already dating. This is the good example. You and I were already dating. It is definitely consensual in a grocery store. I don't know. No, what it's it is. not. If I, I, so if a woman's no, looking at, woman's me, checking out the, the, the zucchinis. Finish. Go ahead. And we would be in the <laughs> in the produce section. I don't know what it is about produce sections and you and and when we would you would always come up and you would like little, little pat because little, we we were dating. I know I mean, you weren't a stranger. That's but what there's I'm a saying. difference. A lot of that's guys go to supermarkets to try thinking they're going to hit on a housewife yeah. in the middle of the day that's who's wrong. in there checking out the gabagol. So and the salami. Long story short, yes. frittage. This is what it is, but it's only okay if it's consensual. Exactly. There we go. But it's not. Dressage is not normally. Now dressage gonna... now is a different thing. You got to get close to the horse if you're doing dressage, Robin. And you're a disra- d- dressage expert, are you not? Yes, I am. Have you not rode bareback before? <laughs> <laughs> and I've rode reverse. Cow- <laughs> have you done reverse cowgirl? Um, we have a phone call. I don't know what they're going to talk Let's about. Let's go to the but phones. Maybe it's about frittage. Let's go to the frittage lines right now. I can go for a nice frittata with a little fromage, and we can frittage after that. Hello, who's on the who's on the phone? It's Mongo. Is this Mongo from New Jersey, the yeah, world's biggest we... Met fan who hates the Mets more than he hates anything on earth? This is so damn depressing, Tony. It really is. It's just, I mean, the Mets have sucked the life out of me. I mean, I'm bored. I, I can't. I mean, up to Thursday, up to next week when the Mets play the Yankees, there's no reason to watch them. You want to know how bad the Mets are, Tony? How bad are the Mets? Now, I've been watching them. You've been watching them. You comment a lot on the board. You're on Twitter all the time. Uh, the Mets, you know, the Mets had to lead the last couple of nights. And, yeah, I know you think they suck. They got some good players. It's not like they're – the same thing happened to the Phillies. Everybody said, oh, these guys all suck. What did they do? They got the wrong guys. And then all of a sudden they start hitting again. It's like, oh, wow, how about the Phillies, man? They can hit. 
<laughs> it's a long season, but you know, you look at some of Alonzo's an unbelievable player, man. It's not like they got nobody. Yeah, Peter Alonzo's been a star. He's the only reason to watch this sorry team along that with McNeil Jeff dude in left field. McNeil dude in right field is an unbelievable player. Yeah, and he should have had that home run that eighth inning last night. That fan interfered that no, ball. No, that ball was below the fence. Come on, man. No, it was a little bit. It was By the way, have we figured out if that was a little boy or a little girl yet? Because the person was disappointed. Yeah, I think it was a little boy. I, I guess he was a relative with Jeffrey Mayer or something. No, but the, I see the video. The video, the, the ball looked like it was going to be a home run. It should have been a home run. No, it wasn't. They showed a 50 angles of it, man. The <laughs> no, angle showed a... that the kid was sitting right in front of the railing, and she reach, he or she reaches over. Now, it looked like a man bun because the sides of the head. Have you seen this person, Robin? I don't know what's a little girl or a little boy, and I'm not trying to judge. I don't care. But the, like her hair, his or her hair, was shaved all the way around. And then <laughs> instead of a man bun, it had like a little ponytail up at the top, which looked like a man bun. So I think it was a little girl. Yeah, well, but I don't know. But she, So she reaches over. He or she reaches over the railing, and the ball clearly was underneath the railing. So even though she and, – and it hit her glove, and she dropped it, and then she was crying. I felt bad for her. Yeah. But she did not interfere. That was not a Jeffrey Mayer. That ball was clearly underneath the fence and well, was not a home run. Well, Mets fans are crying, and I'm crying too because this There's is no been... crying in baseball, man. What's the matter with you? Yeah, you know, well, this has been so depressing. You know, school's out now in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and for the third straight season, the Mets season was over before the school season's out. That's bad. You know what that is? <laughs> yeah. It's an outrage. It's an outrage. I'm yeah, sure I'm your depressed. boy Mike Francesa must be absolutely foaming at the mouth over these revelations. Yeah, you should. About Mike, Mike doesn't care. You know why? Because Mike gets free tickets from the Wilpons. He, <laughs> he, I'm serious. He doesn't pay for his tickets. He, he never will lift the Wilpons because if he does, then his free tickets are gone. He's got to pay like everybody else. <laughs> he, he gets those free tickets, so he gives the Mets a pass, just like he does with the Dolans, with the Knicks, and the Rangers. He gets these free tickets, so you know, people, he's going to leave them alone. I mean. The only person that gets upset with the Mets is Lori Rubens of WFN, and that's it. Exactly right. Now, here's the deal. Yeah. When you have ownership, and I said this on the show, and you know it, Mike yeah. Puma was on, my buddy who covers the Mets for the New York Post. You know, he's like wandering, scratching his head. But now in the story, when you got the situation where the owners, the Wilpons or the general manager, who has like a Dutch name, something <laughs> Van Wagoner, What's the dude's name? Brett Van Wagener or something? Cody Van Wagenen. Yeah, he's a Dutch dude. That's yeah. the first mistake. The Dutch don't play baseball. So no. you can, other, than, other than the former great pitcher, uh, who's, who's a Hall of Famer. Burt Blyleven. Burt Burt Home by 11. Other than Burt Blyleven, how many great Dutch baseball players have there been? Can you name more Dutch players than Burt Blyleven? Probably not, Tony. Exactly. Probably so not. you got a Dutch GM trying to tell the manager who was a major leaguer and an 82-year-old pitching coach how to run a baseball team from up in the office, that's why you got, that's why you got a mess because you got the manager looking over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. you got the pitching coach saying, I'm 82. What the hell am I doing here? I should be <laughs> down in Florida again at the, at the, at, at, what's, the, what's, the what's the big place down there? The Villages. I should be at the Villages banging some 55-year-old divorcees who know that I was actually on the same Brooklyn Dodger pitching staff with the great yeah, I mean. Sandy Koufax, he could be dropping. You know who I am? You yeah. know who I am? I'm Phil Regan, bitch. <laughs> I, was, I was on the same staff. I managed. I managed Philly's infielder, 
You know who we managed down in the in in Winter Ball? Who? Phil Regan. Who? I, I wouldn't remember. Come on, man! This is bad knowledge. How can you watch these games and not understand? I know Phil Regan managed the Orioles. That I know, and he was a pitching coach for the Indians, the Cubs. I, I wouldn't know about him managing Winter Ball, though. Wait a minute! D.D. Gregorius was born in the Netherlands of yes. the New York Yankees. Yes. Does that make him Dutch, though? Well, Let's go to our Dutch so. correspondent, a woman who once actually smoked a Dutch master's blunt. I, I, I always thought he was Dominican. I, I mean, yes, he was born in the Netherlands, but I think he was Domin- he's Dominican. Robin, can you look up D.D. Gregorius? I'm, I'm looking him up right now. Not Dido, <laughs> who was back in town this weekend, Anderson. Remember Dido, who did that song? Yes. I love that song. I'm going to have to play a little Dido today, mentally of her hit. You know, I wish, I wish nothing but misery for the Volpons. They're, they're, they're terrible people. They steal money from the fans. They don't care about... Why rain. does New York have the worst owners of all the cities? I have a DD update. Okay. Oh, wait, we got to go to the DD desk in your car. It's not DD Sharp. DD Gregorius and Miss Robin. Mariksen Julius DD Gregorius, born February 18th, 1990, is a Dutch professional baseball. Oh, let's give him a roar. I, 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 I spoke too soon. So now we have two... Former one's a current Dutch player, one's a former Dutch player. That still doesn't mean you should have a Dutch general manager. Yeah, to answer your question, why we are worse owners? Here's my thing: guys like James Dolan, the Johnson family, and the, and Jeff Lopon, they never go to work. They never had to work. They never had to work hard. They always inherited those teams, and they don't know what to do. So that's why they stink. When you inherit a team and you never worked a day in your life and you never went to school, well, you know what? This is what happens. You don't know how to work hard. You don't have that work ethic. You don't know how to deal with people. And this is the result. It's an absolute outrage. And I think that you should go up there <laughs> and you should march on City Field. And hey, you listen, should I never. Wonder, you could say, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah, I want to pull a Harry Beal. Not only just that, I want to streak and run around the field. But <laughs> I don't have that much money uh, to get out of bail. So. You know, and I don't think I would have gone past uh, halfway to the diamond. Uh, once I jump off the field, I'll, they, the guards will probably out to do. All right, Mongo, listen, you're making me you're making me even more depressed now. Thanks for checking in. All right, so great talk. You thanks thanks for giving up the ledge. All right, no problem. That's what I'm here for. Let's play <laughs> this. Let's play this for all the Mets fans out there. He said it right. School's out for summer, but for the Mets, school's out forever. Remember this song, Robin? Yes, I do. I love that chick, Alice Cooper. Now, I have a Dutch baseball player update. We have a list of the Dutchies? Yes, we do. Wait, let me hear a little bit of Alice first. You know what we're going to say right now? School's out for Wow, my voice is cracking today. By the way, breaking news, tonight's Phillies game will be so hot, it'll feel like a Dutch oven in there. Oh! Oh! Now... Burt Blylevin, you, you mentioned, we mentioned... Deacon Remember, Gregorius. we used to have Burt Blylevin on yes. the show all the time, I had, and I, I was one of the guys beating the drum for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, and I told him what his name actually meant. That it didn't mean be home by 11, like no. Chris Berman used to say? When they, <laughs> Blylevin means happy life. Blylevin? Bly, happy, life. Blylevin? Um, Robert Einhorn. Who? Robert Einhorn. How did, who's, is he still playing? Is he active? E-E-N-H-O-O-R-N. He played for... I don't want to go back to the 30s, Robin, when the Dutch were basically trying to conquer every every continent on Earth. 
Because that's uh, what the Dutch did. He played for the did. Yankees in 1994. Okay. Not very long. You only played one season? Uh, Rickard Fan... Fanayette? Fanette? Robin, this is really bad baseball break. You're Dutch and you don't understand how to spell, spell, pronounce their names? It's, it's kind of a Dutch... Dutch... Um, he played for the Giants and the Texas Rangers in from 93 to 96. It wasn't that good. Yeah, okay. If they were any good, they would last more than two seasons or Greg, one season. Greg Hallman. Who? Uh, John Hausman. Chicago Colts. Oh, this is old. Chicago then, Colts. That's way back when. And then Rick Vandenherk. He plays for the Marlins, Orioles, and let's see. He played for the Pirates as well. Then, oh, this is a relief pitcher, blah, blah, blah. As no I said, there are very few <laughs> great players who have ever played. And by the way, it is high. It is far. It is gone. Now. And the New York Yankees have just left the yard again. Now, here's something It is a tie ball game. Let me just give the baseball update, Robin. Sorry. Don't interrupt the baseball hall play-by-play -play call. I mistook your... That's not what a color analyst does. I apologize. I mistook your breath for the you were done. <laughs> I just gave a John Sterling home run call. I'm sorry. That ball is tagged. It is high. It is far. It is... And a fan reached out and got hit in her face. Oh, no. I hate when a chick gets hit in the face with a ball. I usually wait for late night to watch that unless stuff. It's, unless it's gently. <laughs> <laughs> Not so bad when it's gentle. It is a 5-5 tie now, Yankees in Toronto, in daytime action. Yo, and we love that daytime action. Robin, don't interrupt Tony interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I, you you can I interrupt me anytime. But when I'm in the middle no. of a play-by-play -play call, I agree. you don't hear John Sterling being interrupted during a home run call. I would not call. have normally done that, but I mistook your deep breath as the fact that you were done. I didn't realize that you were it's continuing. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Now, what is interesting to note here, as you say, Tony Bruno, even though there are very few mainland Dutch baseball players. Yep. If you switch and go to the Dutch Antilles. I've been to the Netherlands Antilles. The, the Netherlands yeah. Antilles has a slew. Just look But they're all over there for the dopes and the French and no, dope no, and the French like, chicks. Look look behind you. The the Netherlands Antilles. Oh yeah, Jar Jurgens. I remember yeah. him. He pitched for the Atlanta Braves. So the Jair Jurgens. Randall Simon. Randall Simon, who was Dutch? Yes. No, he's not. He was from the Dutch and the Netherlands Antilles. Andrew Jones, the great outfielder See, for the Atlanta so Braves. So the Netherlands Antilles. Yeah, but that's Dutch. not really Holland. Yes, they are Dutch citizens. Because when I go to Saint Martin mm -hmm. in the Dutch Antilles, half of the island is Dutch, the other half of the island is French. Right. And so you go on both sides, so you get a little French on one side, you get a little uh, Dutchy action on the other if side. If you were born on the one side, then you have a French nationality. Correct. But and I, don't really consider those, the... I don't really consider them Dutch. Well, they do. They have a Dutch passport. So what? They speak Ridiculous. Dutch, probably. Speaking of Dutch, we got this request coming in for one of the great Dutch bands, which I wasn't aware of, even though we know this song, Robin. Can you crank it up right now? Is that not what you wanted? This is the song. <laughs> I was liking the other one. No, this you like this song. And 
Tony, right at the bottom of that screen are all the current ones. Oh, the kid with the Braves, Ozzy Albies, is from the. He's from the Netherlands Antilles. But that's a Pacific. That's a that's a, a Caribbean island. That's not Holland. That's not the Netherlands. You know what I'm saying? That's like saying because I was born in South Philadelphia, and it was primarily Italian Americans, that I'm therefore an Italian. Plus, there's no place to play baseball on Saint Martin. I, what, what are you trying to find? This is the song. Oh, okay. It's the same group. It's just, I don't want to play B-sides. I want to play the hits. Uh, Dean, Dutch Dalton. Dutch Dalton. Who wasn't rest. Dutch at all. No. May he rest in peace. Yes. And then we passed the Dutchie. Dale Weiss is Dutch. Here it is. Remember this song? Ah, uh, yes. What's this called, Rob? Radar Love. By who? Oh, I thought I was doing really well that the fact that I actually knew it was Radar Love. Damn it. Not Golden Monkey. Golden Earring. Boom. About uh-huh. damn time. Golden Earring. Love this song, remember? Not Golden Showers. No, 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 no. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. Turn the drum. I need to get some drumsticks here, Robin. They're Dutch, aren't they? Are Golden Ear in Dutch, Robin? Yes, they are. Not Tales of the Golden Monkey. See how I used beer to get Robin to understand the group? Because she likes that victory golden monkey. Yes, they were founded in Den Haag, otherwise known as The Hague. Golden Earring, Dutch rock band. What the hell of The Hague is going on here? Do you know that they're still active? Well, I hope so. They're seniors. I'm a senior. I'm active. Let's see if they're on tour somewhere. If they came in town, we should have them come in studio. Oh, yeah. These guys are probably older than me now, right? <laughs> are they sexually active, though? That's what I want to know. They're rock stars. Of course they are. Right now, oh, they're in my, they're in Tilburg, Breda. All oh, they're only in Holland. They don't come over the, uh, the, they don't cross the pond. Let's see. They still look pretty damn good, actually, considering. Really? It's because they got all that weed and shit over there. Um, they're playing in Broek of Langedijk. Oh, I had some of that the other night. Isn't she on the U.S. women's national soccer team? Oh, I'm sorry. Belgium, Rotterdam. This is a good long What Up Wednesday extended disco remix. What up? Nowhere are they coming to the United States. How rude. They go from 
the OPP to radar love on this. That's what I'm saying. We play whatever the hell we want, yo. When she's on her knees, I'm coming from above was one of the lines in that song, you know, Robin. Did you know that? Yes. I never got radar love, though. I never really paid attention to the lyrics in this song. It was all just about, I only knew radar love and then the riffs, which are good. I got to get a full drum set in here. Full to full drum. I got to get the full drum yeah. set. It is so going to fit down Absolutely. here. Absolutely. I can get this in here. I don't need a full set. I just need a couple of tom-toms because you got to have time. Yeah. I need one snare. I need a couple cymbals. I need a hi-hat. That's all. I, and then uh, that's it. One snare. Two tom-toms. Maybe a little bongos, too, so I can play butt bongo bingo. Butt bongo bingo. <laughs> God, this is the long, long version. Yes. So you I'm know what gonna, they say. It's I'm not gonna, the length of the version, Robin. I'm going to pot it down. There you go. <sighs> not the Tom Tom Club. And not Gary Bergdorf. You know who he was, right, Robin? Oh, the name sounds so familiar. He was Radar oh, in MASH. Yes. I hate to do it to you. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I can't think of him as any other way except for just Radar. That's his name, Gary Bergdorf. He's not alive anymore, is he? I don't know. I but don't MASH think... is still on. Probably yeah. the, you know, you can argue greatest shows of all time. That's got to be top five, right? MASH, longevity. He is still alive. How He's old 76 is he? years old. Dude. He lives in Bristol, Connecticut. Oh, no, he was born in Bristol, Connecticut. He was born in Bristol, Connecticut? Yes, he was. Was he there when ESPN started with Bob Lee back in 1979? Oh, he was born in 1943. What's wrong with 1943? There's nothing wrong with 1943. Meanwhile, we got to get to other action here, Robin. All right. I mentioned, let me get you up to date on baseball. Yankees in uh, Toronto. Toronto was up 5 nothing in this game. The Yankees have tied it up. They're in the top of the fifth now at the Yankee Stadium. The 5-5 five, five Yankee. score. Yankees have been just absolutely on fire. And I mentioned that uh, the situation with the injuries with the Yankees, you know, they got Judge back, but the other guy banged up again. What's up with, what's up with Giancarlo Stanton, man? Guy got hurt. So on the shelf from April to June last Tuesday, the 18th, comes back. And then sliding head first yesterday, he injures his knee. Now they're saying they, the MRI says that there's no damage there, but they're probably not going to play him today. And there's another ball. It is gone. And the ball is jumping out of Yankee Stadium this afternoon as Lords Goriel Jr. Not from Lords, and he has been to Lords and not related to the singer Lords. His second home run of the afternoon, a solo shot. And the Toronto Blue Jays have retaken the lead. Well, they've taken the lead. They never really lost the lead. It was just tied 5-5. They were up 5 nothing, and now it's 6-5. Blue Jays. At Yankee Stadium, that ball was tagged, and it went deep into the bullpen in left center field. Six to five. I love doing live baseball play-by-play, Robin, don't you? Yeah. And by the way, speaking of baseball, how about Dick Vitale going off yesterday? Trying to get Dick. I used to have his phone number, and I can't find it, so I I hit him up on. Dean should be commenting on this. 
because it got ugly yesterday down in Tampa. No, I didn't mean there was a fight at the strip clubs and everybody went outside and settled their differences in the parking lot on Dale Mabry Boulevard. I mean the Tampa Bay Rays ownership group had a public get-together to tell the fan base that's been there since, what, 1990, that they are really considering this split franchise dealio where they're going to play half of their season in Tampa, Uh the other half in Montreal, two cities that unfortunately... We're not real big. They had great teams, great players. They went to World Series. Right. Uh, the, the Montreal Expos did not, but Montreal had some great players up there. Then they moved and became the Washington Senators, the Washington Nationals, I should say, when they left Montreal. And now all of a sudden, some genius decides that two of the worst markets for baseball, Tampa Bay, and, which is St. Petersburg, and Montreal, right. should split a team. The people in Montreal have long forgotten about baseball and the Montreal Expos. Right. But the people in Tampa, including Dick Vitale, and I pull up the tweet because I sent it to you. Dick Vitale yesterday, who's probably one of the most, even though he gets crazy about college basketball, he's a very, very down-to-earth, legit guy. Yes. He's been going to Tampa Bay Rays games since they built that joint down there as the Thunderdome when they played hockey in it in the first couple of seasons. Right. So he's been a loyal Rays fan. Yeah. Even though he's not from Tampa Bay, but he lives in Sarasota. He, he goes to his little breakfast place. The, yeah. Uh, the, the broken... Egg. The broken egg. or was it? The, is that what it's called again? The broken Something. Eggs? Just another broken egg. Oh, just another, just broken another egg. bitch in and the so wall he goes or there for breakfast in the morning, and then he goes to the game in the afternoon. And then yesterday, there was this one guy who went off. Did you see the video of this dude? This one brother goes into this big room, and he starts screaming at the ownership group. Dude. Guy went crazy, man. And I don't blame the fans. And Dick Vitale, there's the tweet. I can't read it, though, Robin, because it's so far away. It says, away. thanks, Rays Baseball, for this absurd concept. 50-50, I'm no 50-50 fan. I have spent hundreds of thousands with my buddy for 20 years. No way. And these are big, bold, Yeah, he's going no off. No way I'm cheering for a team that will split the season. Open-air stadium means rain delays. The whole concept sucks. That's what he said. He actually dropped the, in my opinion, that sucks line. And uh, there are many capitalized letters, meaning that he is yelling. Oh, yeah. He's pissed off. And I don't blame him. He's there all the time. He makes the drive over the Skyway Bridge, come from Sarasota. And, you know, it's closer for him because he's in Sarasota versus going from Tampa. I mean, it's probably the same distance. But he makes the effort to go there. And he has for the entire life of the Tampa Bay Rays. And I know their attendance hasn't been good. Last year, they were second. Worst in the league. Miami's attendance is bad. I don't get how uh, Florida, a state where everybody goes for the winter to go watch guys play spring training baseball all over the state, but when it's real baseball season, neither team really draws well. And it's not like the Rays or the Marlins haven't had some good teams. And the problem with Tampa's, as, as we know, and I know because I've been there so many times, is that a lot of the fans complain about the stadium because it's not really a great baseball stadium. And they also complain about having to make the drive over. And they also complain about whenever they get a good team, they can't keep the guys because they can't afford to pay them because they're, you know, they're a smaller market and don't have the revenue streams of other big teams. But the other problem is when the Rays play teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox, there are more Red Sox and Yankee fans who moved from the cold areas of the Northeast, from right. Boston and New York, yeah. and down, down to the Tampa Bay area to retire and they go see the opponents more than they go see their hometown race. So it's a really tough, tough situation. 
But when Dick Vitale is all caps, he usually does that when he says, he's a PTP, baby. Not when he says, in my opinion, that sucks. He was pissed off yesterday. And good for him, man. You know, he doesn't get free tickets. You would think, you know, a team like the Rays, maybe they did grease him a couple of times when he wanted some other people. But he pays for his season tickets. Yeah, because he wants to support them being down there. Exactly. I don't even speak in all caps. I just usually do my yelling here on the show. But good for Dick Vitale. How are you going to sign anybody? And how are you going to decide and tell the people in Montreal, oh, yeah, you're going to get these games, and then you're going to try to sign people. And then if you play half the season in Montreal, the taxes are different. Mm -hmm. Florida's no income tax. Canada, the taxes are out the yin-yang. How do you work out those contracts, right? Because one of the advantages of living in Florida is you don't have any state income tax. So any contracts actually become more valuable because the players don't have to pay the ridiculous tax rates in, like, California or Pennsylvania well, or other Dean places. we have Dean on the line that's going to comment. I, I wanna, I'd like to get Dean on here because he's one of those guys. He's from Boston. He's lived in Tampa a long time. And uh, he's visibly, visibly, visibly shaken. Dean, what the hell? Why weren't you there with that brother yesterday screaming at the ownership group? I know. It's pretty, it, it is pretty ridiculous. So it's all about... It's all about the stadium, Tony, basically. Um, and and the, the, one of the main reasons why they don't draw a lot of fans is, I mean, the, the, the football team does great. The hockey, they've sold out for like five straight years. You can't even get a ticket to the Lightning game. Right. But the problem with the, the Rays, if you, draw, if you draw a circumference around the stadium, okay, yeah, 25% of your fan base is the Gulf of Mexico, so you can't draw fans from that direction. Why not? So if they, they could come in with their boats, them. they could come out there from their fishing when they're going out getting some snapper yeah, right. and all the other if action. They would out just there. move over to Tampa uh, on the other side of the bridge. Now they can draw from, from Orlando and south of that and north of that. I mean, that's a big reason that it, it hurts attendance wise is that the Gulf of Mexico is right there, and people, you know, have a problem. More, they, they used to have more season ticket holders for the Lightning from St. Pete than they did from Tampa. I don't know what it is now. I've heard that, I've heard that argument for 15 years, Dean. When I was, in, uh, I was down there all the time, when I was doing the show on 620 WDAE from L.A., that's the excuse. If the team's good, it's not that far of a drive from Tampa to St. Petersburg. People do it every day. No, I know. I, I agree with you 100%, but I'm just saying when, when, you, when you draw a circle and, and 25% of your, your draw is the water, that's taken away from attendance. I don't care what That's the say. only draw they for me is the water. It. When I came down there, what well, did I want to go do? I said, well, yeah, I want to go see the damn Gulf of Mexico. And to go see the Gulf of Mexico, if you're in Tampa, you've got to go past the big, big orange juice thing in the sky there. I actually took some video driving past St. Petersburg Stadium, the uh, Tropicana Field. I was, I was welling up when Robin and I were driving back. Remember, I was in your car, I think. And yes, I was taking were. video of Tropicana Field. I was waxing philosophical. I was waxing my carrot in the car, waiting for to get back to your place to crank up the air conditioning. That place means a lot to Speaking me. Speaking of cars. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Speaking of cars, <laughs> I had to buy a new one. No. This is breaking news. My, my wife was driving to work the other morning, Tony, and my phone rings at 745 in the morning. And her car died, and she almost got freaking killed, and so the car died, so we got rid of the piece of junk and bought a brand new one. Wow. Oh well, that's pro- I'm going to say it's, 
I'm, I'm happy your wife's okay, but I think you are the one who did the damage by running that car ragged and driving it recklessly and, <laughs> and wearing out all the moving parts. Wait, are we talking about the black Acura that we were driving in? No, 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 no. That's only three years old. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Well, you drive that recklessly, yeah, no, too. No. I want to just make it. I want to go on the record here. That car is not going to have a long life. I guarantee you that car is not going to live to see 100,000 miles. Those brakes are definitely going to oh, yeah. have to be renewed The brakes, everything. The oil, you're going to have to change the oil every 15 minutes. Get that Penn's oil down there because like liquid ball bearings. Actually, hey. we did buy. We now have two Acuras because that's what we bought, another brand new one. And you were complaining about I didn't have all the bells and whistles on this one. You got well, everything in there? this one does. Damn right. You better yeah, have it on there. Sweet. You better have a navigation and all that other crap in there, man. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to cut back on my bits because I just dropped 40k on a car. That's an outrage, Dean. Total outrage. <laughs> That's an outrage. Will you, will you actually wear a seatbelt in this one? <laughs> um, let me think about that. No. <laughs> I, you're the first person I ever heard say that the reason the Tampa Bay Rays don't draw because if you draw a circle around the area. Most of the people would be in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. They're in the water. There are more people on the beaches of Clearwater and St. Pete. They, they could fill up that stadium 50 times over on a weekend with just a crowd that goes down to those beaches, man. Come on. Tony, you're not drawing from – they're not households out in the freaking Gulf of Mexico. I'm talking about drawing from households. There were no houses out in the Gulf of Mexico. The beaches are drawn. What about households are there on the beaches? What households are on the beaches? They put up tents on the day, and they go out there and get their asses all sunned up like the two chicks we were following when we were there, and I was running the camera on those great asses in front of us. Even Robin (laughs) saw and said, those are great asses. Great ass! Exactly. Those those aren't, people don't live on the beach. They drive to the beach, and they don't take sand to the beach themselves. I know, but Tony, stupid. you don't have houses. You got twenty-five percent of your is water. There ain't, you can't draw from water. Yes, if you can. If you move the stadium over to Tampa, you, <laughs> now Pinellas County is your twenty-five percent draw on the west side of the state. I hate to do it to you, Dean. That could be the worst sports take in the history. Tony J. P. Peterson, your boy, <laughs> sports talk guy, agrees with me. 1, I love J. P. I'm down with JPP. He agrees with my analogy. A that doesn't percent. mean you're right because he agrees with you. There's no. St- how do you? The beaches, the beaches are full of people every day. They come from somewhere else. They don't come out of the sand like the crabs do, when they come out of the water, or all the little uh, sand fleas that come out and bite your ass when okay, you're laying so on the Tony, beach. Okay, so Tony, if people, if <laughs> so, if people came from Tampa to go to Clearwater Beach, yeah. You think after a hot day at the beach, that was their main itinerary? They're going to go to the baseball yeah, game? Yeah, it's No, perfect. when the frickin' it comes 5 o'clock, they're going to drive back home and have dinner. Nah, you get yeah. off the beach, you hose down, they got the beautiful hosing stations there. You go in, you put a little, uh, you go in, you have one of those things, you cover your bathing suit on, and you go into the stadium right after the game, and you go out and you have a nice, you go have a nice grouper sandwich, and then you say, hey, Margaret, you know, we were on the beach here. Good Sunday. We went out and we did a little, uh, we did a little uh, what do you call it? When you get in the uh, parasailing, we rented a jet ski. What say we go see those Tampa Bay Rays tonight? A- what say? AJ in San Antonio <laughs> says, last time I checked, Boston is next to water. Exactly. So San Francisco. They draw fans. The Cubs draw from Lake Michigan. 
Are there people in the middle of Lake Michigan who go to the Cubs games? They're right on the water. Chicago is right on the water. Right there. This that, ain't Chicago. This is Tampa Bay. Ridiculous, man. It's this ridiculous. team's been around for 20 years. Chicago's had a baseball team. Behind. There's all kind of contributing factors. To me, that's just one of them. That is not true. Let me ask you this. Say there was a stadium. Say the, the, the Buccaneers, when they built their stadium out there in Tampa, right off of Dale Mabry Boulevard, and they couldn't get that land, and they had to build it down there in a big parcel of land in St. Petersburg. You mean to tell me that on Sundays people would not drive from Tampa Bay proper and vicinity over the bridges, all the 15 bridges that go down there, and go watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play in a stadium in St. Petersburg? No, they wouldn't. They won't. Tony, they don't want to drive across the bridge to watch baseball. What makes you think because that's a Because if the Rays are good, if the, if, the, if, the, if the Buccaneers are good, they'll drive to stinking St. Augustine to go watch them play. They'll drive well, to Miami Beach. When the Rays Beach. are good, they fill the stadium up. When the Rays were going to the World Series, you couldn't get a ticket to the place. It's an outrage, Dean. This is an absolutely... Absolutely. And not to mention the Tampa Bay, the Lightning used to play in that same. So wait a minute. So you're defending. They didn't sell out. They moved them to Tampa. Guess what? Now it's a sellout every night, Tony. You're not getting the draw. You should be being placed over here. I'm telling you. The Yankees don't even sell out in their spring training facility in Tampa. Well, they should just blow that place up, period. Well, I, I totally agree. Subject. I totally agree. But anyway, here's the bottom line. Are you in favor of the split thing? How is this franchise going to survive no, trying that's to pull off, pull off this 50-50 crap? The only 50-50 I want is the drawing at the stadium where I put 20 bucks in and got 20 chances to win like 40 grand. Exactly right. No, that's a joke. That, that, that ain't going to work. It's never going to happen. It's never going to work. Nobody will show. They don't think they have attendance now. 300 pe- more people will go to the Clearwater Phillies game than a professional Rays game if they do that. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard. What sports discussion is all about. You yell at one another, you curse each other out, you make personal attacks, but you still get the message out there that you're discussing rationally like an adult, like two adults here, discussing the future of one oh, of the major league. I got more breaking news for you, too, what, Tony. We have more breaking news? Oh, no, that's not Yeah, it. know what you missed last night? Know what you missed last night because you weren't here? What did I miss? Last night I had an invite with uh, tw- only 20 other people Every year from mid-July to end of August, the Capitol Grill does a thing called a generous pour where they have seven wines featured, and you can drink all the wine you want for $28. Well, last night I got invited to a pre-party before they do this so I can test all the wines, and they tested seven different wines from the Kendall Jackson family, hors d'oeuvres with ribeye and cheeses and grapes. Now you're just being rude. Lamb chops. You, You missed it. It was awesome. I got one thing to say to you, Dean, and one thing alone, if I could find it on Luigi's little soundboard here. That's probably not the only thing little on Luigi. Oh. <laughs> oh. I can't find it now. You know, what on, I say? You, you know what I say to the Tampa, I say to you and all of these other fake Tampa Bay sports fans down there? What do you got, Bruno? What do you got? Fuck them. Fuck. Exactly. I'm not saying that to the fans. Only some of the fans, well, but I'm no, saying Tony, that to the fans. Uh, another big problem is, Tony, you have all the people from Philadelphia, from Boston, from Chicago, that all live down here. It's a transient state. Exactly. So, you know, you don't have a, you don't have a hundred, you don't have my grandfather, his grandfather, his grandfather. But, but see, no, that argument doesn't hold that water doesn't anymore. Help. That argument doesn't hold water anymore. Speaking of water, 
Because every time I come down there, I always ask, like, people in their 20s, the 20-something hot chicks that I want to strike up a conversation with. I'm like, were you born here? And they'd say yes. So that's bullshit. There's people that have been down there for 20, 30 years. They have kids. Their kids are baseball fans. That's what happens. Their kids are three years old right now, Tony. If they're 20, their kids are three years old. Not the 20-year-olds. I'm saying the guys in your age group who've been living down there yeah, for but decades. Tony, those guys were brought up by their dad to still like their team. Now the, the, the kids that are 20 years old are going to have kids and raise them as a, a Lightning fan, a Rays fan. That's bullshit, Dean. That is just bullshit. No, it is man. not bullshit. Get off my phone. I had enough. Get out. Hang, one day. hang up on him, Robin. <laughs> hang him up. Cut that son of a bitch off right now. I'm not going to tolerate that kind of crap. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. That's why I love having Dean on. We could have these, like, yelling, screaming matches, and everybody knows it's just all bullshit. It's all fun. Was there any hate involved in that call, Robin? No. <laughs> Trevor from the New Three. Yo, Dean, I raised... I raised as a Philly fan. I've been raised as a Philly fan, and since I've hated both of my parents' teams. That's an outrage. you got to have good parenting there. And if you have a kid and you've lived in the Tampa Bay area for 20 years or more, your kids should be Tampa Bay fans. I agree. Even if the parents are for somewhere else. Ah, no. You can go take them to see the team of the parents. No. I didn't force my kids to be fans of the Eagles. They were inbred to do that, but they didn't move to another city and try to. When I moved to L.A. for 11 years, right? right? The Lakers were the best team in basketball. Right. Everybody from New York, all of these phonies who moved out to L.A. all of a sudden became Laker fans. You know why they became Laker fans? Because the Lakers were good. They had Kobe and Shaq so and the winning championship. you're arguing against your own argument. No, I'm not. Because just because you moved to a city doesn't mean that you're forced as an adult, not as a kid. As an adult, I was an adult. I moved to L.A. And by the way, a lot of the adults that moved to L.A. that are no, sitting courtside said... at Laker games, they're not sitting there with their kids. They're sitting there alone, and they're phonies. They're sitting there because they got courtside seats, and there's some old celebrity, and now all of a sudden they're Laker fans. That's bullshit. Wait, wait, wait. We have to back up here for a second. You just said that if a parent who is a is a fan of another team, moves to the Tampa area, and they've lived there for at least 20 years. The parents could still be the fans of the t- where right. they left. But the children who've been there now, they, they should, you say they should be Tampa I would, Bay uh, No, fans. when I say should, nobody should do, be forced to do anything. My point is, but if, just, you're, if you've decided that this is your new home as a parent, and you're moving your family to another city, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start having kids there. Right. And your kids grow up, you can't go see your Phillies or the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Cubs every every right. chance you get. You only get to see them when they come to your town, and sometimes they don't because not all teams go and the American League and League play. So you're saying that those kids have the option to either be the fan of their parents' team or the fan of the current where they well, live. What do you, why do you think all of these fans, you think every single fan who goes to a Tampa Ray Rays game or a Tampa Bay Lightning fan is a fan of another team in another city? No, they have their own fans that have developed into fans. Well, no, I understand because that. Because they were a good team, they want a Stanley Cup. I'm your argument was because it was a little fuzzy. Your explanation was like, it was like fuzzy math. No, I don't do fuzzy math. The bottom line is this. You can, your kids can do whatever they want when they grow up. 
But if you grew up in Philly, like when I grew up, I come out of the womb. I'm a Philly sports fan. My kids come out of the womb. They're going to root for the Phillies teams. That's just the way it is in most big Red Sox fans in Boston. They only have one team, so it's the Red Sox they root for. New York, you're either a Mets fan or you're a Yankee fan. In Chicago, you're either a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan. In in San Francisco, you're either a Giants fan or or, or an A's fan. In L.A., nobody's an Angel fan, so you're usually a Dodger fan. You just go watch to see Mike Trout play when he's in Anaheim. R.G. (laughs) Throne says parents should help their kids rep the local team, even if you're from somewhere different. Again, I'm not telling you that's your obligation to tell your kids. I'm saying your kids are now growing up in a new community. Yes. Now, whether it's Tampa, it doesn't matter where it is. You move your family, and a lot of people move their family. Military people, mm-hmm. you know, people in corporate oh, yeah, jobs, no. they have to move around, Constantly. especially military. Yeah. How many military people do you know that grew up in all parts of the world? So you can't say, well, I'm going to become a Bayern Munich fan. Well, a lot of people do. They yeah. go over to Germany, and they live in Germany, and they become a Bayern Munich soccer right. fan because they see it on TV. Right. So as a kid, they grow up, and they take that everywhere with them. And I'm not saying you have to switch your allegiances when you move around, but normally when your kids are growing up in one neighborhood or one area, one state, one city, they grow up and they're more exposed to the local sports teams more than they are to your parents' sports teams. Because your parents' sports teams aren't going to be there every day. Now, Bartco24 says, my kids were raised right. They are Caps fans even though they grew up in Colorado. TV, Tony. My kids catch the caps on TV. I understand that. I'm not saying you can't do it. But I'm saying when kids, when you bring your kids to a live sporting event, which is what all of our kids, when I took my kids to their first baseball game, their first Eagles game, it was a big deal. Yeah. They don't look, because of course you can watch it on TV. But you become a fan when you go to the stadium and you go to the arena and you feel the vibe and you feel like you're part of that. You're rooting for your hometown team, whether you're from the hometown or not. Again, it's it's not it's not mandatory. Although if you live if you grew up in Philadelphia and you root for the Dallas Cowboys or the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know, or the front running teams, LeBron wherever he goes, that's not a fan. That's a front runner. That's a difference. Yes. If you just root for LeBron because you like him and he, wherever he goes, whether it's Cleveland, Miami, back to Cleveland, L.A., you're just a front runner. And you can be a fan of LeBron. But you shouldn't be a fan of the team of whatever team LeBron is on. You can appreciate LeBron's playing capability and his sportsmanship and all that, but you shouldn't just be a fan of his team no matter well, where Well, you can do whatever you want. I'm not, these, aren't, these are unwritten no, rules. I agree. I kind these of are unwritten rules, which we have a book of, unwritten rules. It's like throwing at a guy. That's why I said last night when people were going crazy about Joe West. Yeah, Joe West is an idiot. Joe West shouldn't be umpiring anymore. He's been around too long. He can barely walk. So it's not about his age or his, or his weight. It's about, you know what, move on. But because he thinks he's a celebrity, mm-hmm. he just wants to keep going out there and being part of the show. Nobody goes to the game to watch Joe West. No. But what he did last night was try to keep something bad from happening, which is a pitcher hit uh, Scott Kingery on the, right on the shoulder. And, of course, you're going to get pissed off if you're a fan. But the bottom line is he's got to warn the pitcher so that if the Phillies pitcher throws in retaliation, that he gets thrown out. And so that's the way you keep bad things from happening. But people like this. You know, the people who are outraged at hockey from the 70s and think that there's still goonery in the NHL are the same people who want to see a pitcher retaliate by throwing a hard object, a deadly weapon, and hitting another person whose only job he's doing is standing there with a bat in his hand to hit the ball. If you can't get a guy out and he hits, they hit three home runs, 
Is it the batter's fault or is it the pitcher's fault that he couldn't pitch and get the guys out? Well, SL- That's the one thing in baseball that really, yes. really pisses me off. Oh, it does piss you off. Now, S. Falcon 39 says, however, Joe West gave no warning. Yes, he did. Joe West the first. If you watch the tape. And again, I'm no Joe West fan. Trust me. Joe West, the first thing he does when Scott Kingery is hit by that pitch in the shoulder, he points to the mound and he points to both dugouts. He warns the Mets dugout and then he warns the Phillies. As soon as he pointed to the Phillies dugout, because you're supposed to give a warning to both benches that this is it. You know, he, he, yeah, I know people are mad because the guy got a free shot because the Phillies had hit, you know, three consecutive home runs or two consecutive home runs. And that's when the, the coward manager, this is always on the manager to me. Because the manager is the one who tells the pitcher to throw right. the ball. That's when I went because, off on Bruce Bochy years right. ago. Because you say that a, a pitcher would never make that decision on his own. No, they think they know, no, because they're inbred now and they're told that's part of the game. That's part, well, you hit our guy, we got to go hit your guy. And I say, why? Why? Because they've been doing it since day one? It's a stupid rule. That's like giving a hockey player, for people who rip hockey, that's like telling a hockey player, well, you know, you hit our guy. We got to go out and take your guy out. Now that used to happen, but baseball—you're talking about a deadly weapon. Yeah. Now it's harder than ever. Guys are hitting him 150 miles an hour. People are getting knocked out in the stands when they get hit by hit by a ball because they're on their phones and texting. And they're farther away when the ball finally hits him. But see, what happened last night is that he warned both benches, which Joe West—that's his job as the umpire at home plate. But then Gabe Kapler wanted to come out and argue it, or at least have a conversation. Right. You're not allowed to have a conversation when the benches are warned. The warning has to go to both benches. And that's what, that's what Joe West did. Gabe Kapler thought he could come out and discuss it. And then Joe West says, no, you can't discuss it because I just warned your benches. I didn't warn you. And then the problem is Gabe Kapler wanted to have the right to have his pitcher throw at one of the Nets' next batters that come right. up. And that's wrong. And I, I think Joe West did the right thing last night. Because that just all that does is precipitates another incident where you're waiting for your pitcher to come up next, and then you tell the pitcher from the dugout which guy to drill. That's bullshit. Who thinks that that's actual legitimate ways of, of conducting a sporting league? The same people who hated bench-clearing brawls and fights in hockey are okay with a man taking a, an absolutely deadly weapon, and because his pitcher couldn't get guys out, his job is to go and throw at the next guy because he had the balls to hit two home runs off of you. It's the most inane, unwritten rule in baseball. Has anybody ever died from a, a, during a game from a baseball? There was one guy, but they've not been not for being thrown at. But guys have been hit in the head. Guys have died. He gave a warning to, he gave a warning to both benches. The pitcher in the game, see, you can't, the problem, there's the other problem with the rule. You can't throw the guy out who hit your player because you think he threw at him, right? It, it, you can't right, do right, it, right. even though it was obvious that he was doing it. The only way Joe West could have thrown him out is if that he absolutely, without any doubt, was throwing the ball at him. But the rules are written now that once a pitcher throws and hits a guy because his other he can't get anybody out, right. that the other team gets a chance to go back and do the same thing in retaliation. And that's what the yeah. fans want now. The same fans who don't want violence and don't want fights in hockey, they want a guy to throw a baseball at a guy who's just standing there doing his job at the plate because that's the unwritten rule in baseball. It's ridiculous. 
Billy uh, Canigliero, the Red Sox, got hit in the eye. Guys have died in baseball. And Joe West is doing his job as much again. I don't like Joe West. I'm not defending him. But what he did last night was technically the right thing to do. Because if he doesn't give a warning, and then Gabe Kapler sends out one of his bullpen guys, and he throws at one of the Mets' best players, how's that going to make anything better? It's not tit for tat. It's not, well, you hit my guy, so I have to come back and, and hit you. Okay, how about if I throw it? I don't want to hit you in the shoulder this time. Let me aim for your head. Let me aim for your ribs. First of all, most of these pitchers can't aim anyway because they stink. But for people, for people who are upset that Gabe Kapler got thrown out, what an umpire did his job is to warn both benches that this shit's not going to continue. Fans were mad that the Phillies didn't get a chance to retaliate against the Mets. And then if somebody gets hurt having a baseball thrown at him, how is that good on either team? It's just one of the dumbest, dumbest traditions in any sport anywhere. You tell me another tradition in sport that makes this much sense. There is none. That's like telling somebody, well, a hockey game. Two guys fight, but one guy knocks the other guy out. So that means now the next time he's got to go back out and make sure he knocks the other guy out. In a hockey fight, both guys are standing. One guy loses his balance. He falls down. The fight's over. You don't say, hey, you just knocked my guy out. Hey, ref, next time you got to make sure that you let my guy knock him out or another one of their players out. That's the logic that people are using to justify retaliation pitches because guys can't pitch and give up multiple consecutive home runs. That's like me playing war with you in a card game. You remember the game War? Yes. And then when you have the right Top card, card trumps. Exactly. Don't mention Trump on the show. People will think we're right-wing extremists. They'll shut down our Twitter feed, our Google feed, anything we have. They'll think, you mentioned Trump on the show, Robin. What's the matter with you? What was I thinking? I need to, I need to figure out a different word. Uh, yeah, card. now, D'Amico, see, if, if Gabe Kapler had come out of the dugout with a box of donuts, like Jim Schoenfeld offered to Bill Co- to uh, Koharski, Don Koharski back in the day, in the tunnel, in hockey, maybe things would have been better. I don't want a universal DH. I, want, I don't want to see players throwing at each other for some stupid, archaic reason. That says we should still have gladiator fights. And, you know, and I love movies about gladiators. When gladiators go out, one guy wins. It's like the Thunderdome. Two go in, one come out. One's left standing. Except me. When I go into the Thunderdome, you know what happens? Two chicks at the same time, man. Exactly right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Rocky and Rocky Five. Now, I didn't see this, but Flyer Superfan says, Rocky and Rocky Five. You knocked him out. Why don't you try knocking me out? I didn't see Rocky Five, so I don't get that. But anyway, you can disagree with me. It's not like you have to agree with me because I'm spitting amazing knowledge and, and, and the way to play sports the right way. Sportsmanship. You think pitchers want to hit other guys? You think a pitcher feels comfortable? I don't think so. Of course not. You're telling a guy to do something that could hurt somebody. Yeah. That's like going in spikes up. If somebody's sliding into second base and they go in spikes up, does the next player get up and come up and go with their spikes and then the other guy at second base? No. Ridiculous, man. I'm sick and tired of being the only voice of reason who can look at things 
objectively and break them down scientifically, Robin. You're not getting that on any other show. You're just getting guys yelling, like me and Dean. Speaking of guys yelling, yes. <laughs> in in uh, in France, it's part of politics. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, and good 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 transition because you know what happens tonight, Robin, down in Orlando. I'd be going to Disney World. The Democratic debates tonight, a veritable who's he of candidates who all want to become the eventual Democratic nominee. Now, obviously, you know the big names. And then there's some other people, and you look at them and as the great. I have no idea. Do you have any idea who half these candidates are, Rob? I have no clue. I just know that they're... And you know what people will be saying tonight when, they, when, the te- when the television goes on? You can watch it. I'm not telling you not to watch it. You can watch it till the cows come home. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? That's Dean right there watching the debates tonight. And I don't know what they're going to do because they all pretty much are on the same page as far as all yes. the things they want. It's but one we can person. pretty much guarantee that it's not going to end no, up like this. No, this is what I want to see. Now, I'm the one talking about common decency. This is not uncommon decency. Well, the Brits kind of do the same thing. Yeah, I want to see some, I want to see some passion. I don't want to see people holding back. I don't mean violence. I don't mean stupid stuff, spitting on yeah. people, throwing stuff at people. No punches. This is what the Democratic debate, tonight and tomorrow night. It would make it for definitely good TV. If I want to watch a debate and I want to watch politicians basically lie, all of them, and telling me what they're going to give me for free for their vote, this is how I want my people to face off. Chocolat. I love that movie, Chocolat. Now, now they should be saying. Hey! Bafango, huh? Before, before you go, let me let me point this out. This might have been just yelling, but look at look at this guy's face. It's I have it frozen. They're here. Frenchies. They're going. They, the Frenchies no, no, no. are passionate, Rob. Look at this guy's face. I does, saw it. I gave you the video. Does that not look like he has a black eye? Yeah. I think that there might have been nah, something there more than no, just they, yelling at some point. They were point. just talking about Mr. Chocolat and... Uh, and uh, play it again. At the beginning, he sounds like he drops the F-bomb, which he's not. Let me see if I can translate this with my English-to-French translation skills. Go back to the tape, Robin. <laughs> no, he is saying, fuck politics. And suck my dick or something like that? Okay. Monsieur Collard. So it's Monsieur Collard. I know, but it's something to say, Mr. Chocolat. But he is, he did say, fuck politics, and then he said, um, suck my, I think he, I think he did. I, he said, he, he broke in a little broken English yeah. French. No, suc- suck my dick. Sucre le, uh, something or another. Wow. Yeah. I want to hear that tonight. I want to hear Cory Booker tell Elizabeth Warren to suck his dick. Now that I would watch. You know what I'm saying? 
That would make <laughs> things very interesting. Prop bet. How many times a candidate will use the word promise over under? There probably are prop bets on this debate oh, tonight, I, right? I'm absolutely. We should, there should be drinking games. I want to hear Kirsten Gillibrand say... Like my asshole. How about that? What? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> he dropped an F-bomb in France, on live yeah. TV in France. But it sounds so nice. Like, Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. What, one, one, more, one more time. Robin. Wait, no, I just got rid of it. Oh, God damn it, Robin. Hey, we played it like three times. No, I don't already. care. That's, that's one of those. I never get tired of hearing that. Or watch. You have to watch it, too. That's the best part. But the good thing about that tape is you don't even have to watch it. Just listen. It's just incredible shit. That's why I love it. You watch the House of Commons over in Britain. They're yelling at each other. Remember the guy? Your order. Oh, yeah. Order. 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 Your order. 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 Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, how about that? Well, there was one woman yesterday. Uh, she came up there, and she was crying. That was Dean at the Tampa Bay Racing. He drove all the way over to St. Petersburg and said, you're going to screw me over 50-50? That's bullshit. I thought there was some, some, some lottery thing I could win. Win some cash on this deal. <laughs> now, Tony, I don't have... I did add a God. You're right, and I apologize. Because damn it, Robin, 50. Because it's always damn it, Robin, not God damn it, Robin. Yes. The God damn it was just a little bit over the top. Just a little too much. And my mom will smack my face the next time she sees me. As she should. It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, we got other stuff, too. So we gave you the update on the debates. But we've got Olympic action. Well, we got to do this Burger King story, Robin. Because I believe that the fast food world is now officially out of control. Uno momento, por No, you don't have to play. I want to set this up. McDonald's and Burger King obviously are in the burger battles. Not like Radio Wars. There's burger wars going on. And they're obviously the two biggies. And they're always trying to one-up each other. You know, Happy Meals and then Burger King up came up with these ridiculous something-nothing meals. So they're always doing different stuff. And now we talked about the Taco Bell will deliver. right? It's not bad enough that you can't get off your ass to drive over to a fast food place to pick up your gorditas. Or your 16 tacos for Taco Tuesdays. Now you got to have it delivered. And I understand. So everybody wants the convenience of having Grubhub come to your house. Whether it's a pizza or whatever it is. Now all of a sudden, this could be the worst idea in the history of fast food. And it starts, it actually is coming to the U.S. But guess where it started? Mexico. Mexico. Let's go to your have it your way on the highway, jack off. And here is the update from Mexico. Do the narration. Yes, you should. That's why I was trying to get you to turn around. Well, I saw the video, but I forgot. The traffic jam whopper. We used real-time data to detect our potential buyers in a traffic jam to offer them a whopper and deliver on the moon. Fernando, buenos días. Señor Eduardo, buenas tardes. Ay, qué bello. Llegaste en chinga, cabrón. Me cagaba de hambre. 
Our media was 100% dynamic, promoting our service only in high congestion zones. By leveraging traffic and drivers' real-time data, we adjusted our billboards location and content. The messages displayed information about the remaining time in traffic to order and personalized updates about deliveries in progress. Also, Waze banner ads and push notifications invited drivers to get a Whopper as soon as they entered our delivery zones. People were able to use voice commands to place the order and avoid tickets. Finally, using the latest Google Maps APIs, our app pinpointed vehicle location and speed in order to deliver for the first time ever to a driver on the move. The delivery zones changed following the traffic lock, making our service available when a gridlock was identified always within a three kilometer radius from the restaurants. Hola, Mariana, ¿cómo estás? Ay, te agarraría besos. Lo siento, estoy en servicio. In just one week, we increased delivery orders by 63%, and our daily app download rate increased 44 times, becoming the number one fast food app, surpassing McDonald's, Domino's, and Starbucks in Mexico. Coming soon, Los Angeles, San Paolo, and Shanghai. The Traffic Jam Walk. Enjoy the Traffic Jam. You have a literal dumpster fire. Exactly. So you heard it. They're now delivering. They started in Mexico. Whopper sandwiches to stuck traffic. And New- and Mexico obviously has yes, massive, massive traffic jams. L.A. has massive traffic jams. Tokyo. Tokyo. Massive. And so now, Shanghai, you know, as you mentioned, and as I mentioned in the commercial, so some do with a motorcycle. Because in California, you are actually allowed to weave in and out of traffic yep. if you have a motorcycle. Yes. So you're stuck on the 405 in L.A. You're stuck in Mexico, but now they're going to bring this to L.A. You already have another a lot of nitwits going in and out of traffic. Well, everybody stopped because you have a motorcycle, and supposedly if you idle too long in a stopped position, the motorcycle can burn up and overheat. So could cars, by the way. Yeah. If you're in a car and you're cranking your air conditioner. But supposedly it happens faster on motorcycles. And that's yeah, so how that's the legitimate the whole, yeah, excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet when we drove on the 405 every day to go to work in L.A., we're sitting there in bumper-to-bumper traffic, and then some of these jagoffs on motorcycles, and then they go in and out, in and out, in and out. What does Burger King have to do with sports? Because people who go to sporting events eat at the games. People who are going to a sporting event, and you're going to Yankee you Stadium. Know, you know that this would be huge, though. I'm telling they you. They bring like, food. Now, by the way, you go to a ballpark now. You can order shit at your seat, and they bring it to you. No. That's how lazy people. And I got it if you're in a luxury box. You know, they, you pay extra, so they take care of you. AJ Marcus brings up a good point, though. What? He says, but Tony Bruno says that I should not text and drive. I, I agree. That's why this is bad. This is a horrible idea. I, I understand people want stuff, and it's on-demand world. That's why we have this show. You can listen to it anytime you want. But now if people are that lazy, or again, you're coming home from work in, a tra- in an afternoon rush hour, right? Yes. And you're sitting in a traffic jam, which a lot of people do, all over the world every day. All of a sudden now, and you're saying, well, I'm hungry. I can't this wait is- till I get home to eat. Hey, how about we get a Whopper order to the car so that in addition to sitting here, I've got to wait for some strapper on a motorcycle to weave in and out of traffic to get to my car. I'm going to open the window. What happens if traffic starts moving and the guy pulls up in the motorcycle and then all of a sudden there's an opening and the people in front of you start going? How many road rage incidents will we have mm-hmm. when the guy comes up with the motorcycle, traffic is moving in front of you, you're in bumper to bumper, 
and you're waiting there for some guy to slap his whopper on you while you're eating and driving on the way home. You don't think people will be pissed off? Who thinks this is a great idea? Yeah, and then flyer super fences. And what happens if they get the order wrong? Exactly. They can get all, you've seen people get out of cars in the middle of traffic and throw down because they're so wound, tightly wound. I'm Who needs a whopper on the way home? Well, I I mean, like late night. If you're going home and, you, you know, the stores are closed or you go to the late night window at Taco Bell and something. Well, first of all, there's not going to have to, they wouldn't have to do any kind of payment because obviously the payment. Yeah, it's is, all done electronically. Done electronically. Right. You have paid for it ahead of time and all they're doing is handing you the bag through the window. But, um, yeah. And we did it in Florida. Good idea. point by uh, Dammit Robin. He says, hell, they even bring food to your seat at the movie theater. We went yeah. down to Disney World. The first time we went into the dine-in, dine-in <laughs> theater, it's called. So it's the rows, there's tables, and then you order food and you have dinner. Because a lot of people, they come home from work, they want to make an earlier show, they don't want to watch the 10 o'clock show. You go into a movie theater and they serve you dinner. You order it and they bring it out. I get it. That's convenience. You're going to a movie theater. You don't just want to have popcorn you know, or if you've had dinner and you go to a later show. But there's no moving components Exactly. There. There's no this danger going, involved. This is going to increase rear ends, rear-ending accidents a lot. Yeah, I just, I get, a lot. <laughs> I get people want the convenience of having stuff brought to them. But when you're having Whoppers delivered in a traffic jam, or you need Taco Bell to deliver stuff to you at 2 a.m., you're probably too high to drive, so I think that's pretty good. See, because they're not driving right. through traffic exactly. and weaving in and out yeah, the whole, with motorcycles. The whole having stuff delivered to your house, I get it. You know, you have kids, you have, you know, what? It, maybe you are living in a city and you don't have a car anymore. There's all sorts of reasons why delivery, whatever. You, or you're just a lazy ass. But the whole having it delivered on the freeway. Yeah, I, I, I listen. Not good. It's free enterprise. People can do what they want. Because, I mean, here, because it's sending uh, dueling messages, conflicting messages, because all over California on the freeways, it says, do not text and drive. Right, that's against the law. And they nail you out there. Yep. It's, it's against the law. And now they're saying, however, if you do text, you know, if you, if you want a Whopper, text and drive. Whopper? And then Don Juana, Don Juan 0720 says, and what happens if the guy forgets the fries? And you didn't get the fries. And you get the fries and they're cold. Ugh. Or they didn't bring you the 17 sauces like Robin orders. Like Do if Chick-fil-A did this. If they sauce. forget the Chick-fil-A sauce, Robin goes ape shit. I'm coming Apoplectic. down there. I'm coming. It's, ooh, Chick-fil-A sounds really good, actually. I need some Chick-fil-A right now. <laughs> and the, all these protests against Chick-fil-A are going so well that Chick-fil-A, once again, was voted the number one Fast food because organization. They taste in, good. They're and they're the even best. closed. Imagine how much more money they make if they stayed open on Sundays. They have great food, great service, great people working there, and people will go there because they like the food and because they're treated right. Trevor from the 203. Robin, 17 sauces? What the hell? Hey, I'm a saucy kind of gal. That's that's who I am. Wait a minute, you get a free chicken sandwich today because Hector Neris got the save last night? No, we have to go down there now. It's uh, for sure. When they start delivering wine to the house, a woman in a negligee from Bergdorf comes up and has a nice, scantily clad uh, negligee. I think And they start bringing wine to the house. I do believe you can order that. You're damn right. They better. 
And um, it's like Arby's with no Arby sauce. Or the uh, sauce. Sauce. Or the old Roy mm. Rogers with no horsey sauce. Remember the horsey sauce? Roy Rogers, it was called the horsey sauce, which is basically some a combination of uh, horseradish and other stuff. And mayo. Well, that's what they have at, at um, Arby's is the yeah. horsey sauce. I thought it was at Roy Rogers. No, it's at Arby's. Horsey sauce. Wait a minute. Oh, and the Yankees are rallying now. All of a sudden, the bottom of the sixth, the Yankees have taken the lead. And it is 7-6, and they got men at first and third with two outs in the bottom of the sixth and a wild one at Yankees Stadium this afternoon. Let's think of Rays. It's, uh, the, uh, the, the Raptors, Raptors, Blue Jays, simply cannot beat the New York Yankees. Now, Trevor from the 203 says that Roy Rogers is still around in highway service centers, but isn't Roy Rogers also a drink? It's like the no, Coca-Cola no. version of no, the No, Roy Temple? Rogers was, the, was a roast beef chain. Roy, Roy Rogers was a roast beef chain. But it was also, isn't it also a drink? So the Shirley no, Temple, yes, a Shirley Temple. I don't Temple, know about that. I don't know Roy Rogers as a as Shirley a drink. Temple right. is 7-Up and Grenadine. Right, and a cherry. And I believe that the Roy Rogers is the Coca-Cola version. It's Coca-Cola. I've Grenadine. never heard of it, never had it, never seen it, never tasted it. I Not Steve Rogers, of course, the former Expo great when the Montreal Expos were up in Montreal and they weren't talking about the Tampa Bay Rays coming up there. Thank you, Swedish chef. But no, there's Roy Rogers everywhere. Not Kenny Rogers, not Mr. Rogers. I Roy was Rogers. Right. Uh, Robin has an update now on Roy Rogers. No, you're always right. It's a splash of grenadine and Coca Cola. See, I never knew that. I thought that was called Cherry Coke. Nope. <laughs> I knew Arnold Palmer's, I knew Shirley Temple's. I would always go to Roy Rogers and get a shake because the shakes were good, mm-hmm. and I get a roast beef sandwich with some horsey sauce. There's Roy Rogers all over the place, Robin, but mostly they're in service centers when you're on the turnpike. I don't think turnpike. I've ever gone to one. I hate to do it to you. I know. Now, Tony, I don't have a Florida update today. No, but we still have However, a couple of other ones, yes. I have done several reptile updates that Not reptile place. dysfunction. No, no. Or reptile malfunctions. No, but uh, they normally take place in Florida, whether they're gators or snakes. Lots and lots of snakes. Mm-hmm. But um, this particular... Who's calling you right now? I have no idea. Okay. Um, This particular update happens to take place here locally. It's a Pennsylvania story? In Pennsylvania. Holy crap. Yes. Did they tell us about taxation without representation? Let's go to the breaking news desk. And yes, another snake. This one's not about gators. This one's not about bears. This one's not about sharks. This one's another snake update. Let's go to your snake in the grass herself. Not a pain in the ass. Yeah, She's sometimes. slithering in with another update. Here she is, Miss Robin. Whoops, this is really low. Why is this so low? I don't know. Hold on, let me see. I can't control says. the volume, Robin. Oh. Hold on, I'm going to... Yeah, let's, let's start, start it again. Start it again. We know something goes terribly wrong, though. I can, you can hear that part of it. Let's go They're back very, to the top. It's very raucous. Kathy Kehoe says the frantic squawks of Blue Jays in her garden tipped her off that something was wrong. And I looked said a bad word. It's a COVID. I know right away. The gutsy great-grandma approached and snapped these photos of the oh, four-to-five-foot venomous snake slithering along her patio at the Aspen Falls apartment. Dude. I can't have a poisonous snake. There's little kids here. So she took matters into her own hands. Uh-oh. He got over to here. Oh. Murderer. his tail. And he went up. And that's when I... Boom. 
chopped his... Kehoe suspects the snake may have escaped an apartment in a neighboring building. In March, authorities removed 20 venomous snakes, including 12 cobras. Some residents now worry others may have gotten loose. I thought they were all gone, like, because I'm, I'm frightened of snakes. It's incredibly scary to me that cobras are running loose on the property. Police say it's unclear if the snake is connected to the apartment that was raided. What is clear, Kehoe is terribly lucky she didn't miss. You get hit by a medical cobra, you got two or three hours to get to a hospital and get in a venom. Best thing to do in a situation like that, step back, watch where it goes, don't try to catch it, don't try to kill it, call animal control. Nonetheless, this no-nonsense Nana has earned the respect of her neighbors. Great job, Kathy. Awesome. She's a bad <laughs> I don't know if you can say it on TV, but she nope. is a bad Police turned the remains over to the Wildlife Commission, and a wildlife veterinarian tells me tonight that you should not do what Kathy did. If you see a venomous snake, just leave it be and report it to authorities. In Falls Township, Jeff Cherico, Channel Ladies and gentlemen, how about that grandmom with us? And it was a pointed shovel. It wasn't even a flat shovel. I know. A cobra. She was Speaking a of cobra, badass. Robin, crank up the music. I got a little cobra music for you right here. Not Kobe Ty. That's uh, that's one of my favorite uh, adult stars. See if people recognize this song, Robin. Name this tune, Robin. Where is this from? Is this from Karate Kid? This is the score from the original series, Cobra Kai. Oh, this was a new series that they did on, uh, wasn't this like a Netflix thing? I don't know, Robin. I don't watch Netflix. Not Dave Parker, the Cobra, who was great, former Pittsburgh Fire Great. <laughs> Dean was like, Grandma Kathy will never have to buy a drink again. I like that other woman. She was a badass. Yes. Badass. Did we say that on TV? Nope, but you can say it on the Tony Bruno show. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? A cobra. Now, obviously, there are no cobras in Pennsylvania. It no. got out of somebody's house. Some moron had a cobra in their house. Idiot. What are you going to do with a cobra? Even Sylvester Stallone wasn't good in cobra. Wasn't he in cobra? Was there a movie <laughs> called Cobra? Yeah, it was one of the Stallone movies, if oh, I'm not was mistaken. It one of, was it one of the Rambo ones? I don't know. I don't know. They're all the same to me. It's ridiculous. You got to call G.I. Joe to handle Cobra Command. Sweep. Speaking of sweep the leg. Yes. There is something that might be coming to the Olympics. This is a soon. nice bit. We're, we're really coming strong with the updates at the finish of the program. Yes. We've got to finish strong. Because we're this on... is really sports. Because, you know, the Olympics are coming up this summer. You know that, yes. Robin? Yes, 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 yes. But then they're already looking ahead to the 20... 24 Olympic Games, the summer games. You know where they're going to be? In Paris. 2024 Paris. They're getting ready this summer. But guess what, Robin? They're always looking for new sports to bring in. There's no baseball in the Summer Olympics because they got rid of it a few years ago, which makes no sense because baseball played in a lot of countries. But there is a sport, Robin, that is coming back. Do we have the tape? Yes, we do. Let's go to the tape. Guess which sport... They're going to put in 
the 2024 Summer Olympic Games in Paris. Do you want to see breakdancing at the Olympics? Of course, I'd want to see breakdancing at the Olympics. Look at that! I want to see people get served. And you know, and, and as far as whether or not it belongs in the Olympics, what's the difference between that and figure skating? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's still, you know, art and, you know, you have people judge. I, I didn't totally read the breakdown of, like, all the different levels of this. But um, this is awesome. I think it reflects the times and it reflects um, an awesome competition. And it's something really cool. Yeah, I mean, this is just so fun. Is it an individual sport or a team sport to you? Oh, that's a great question. I think... It's a team sport. It's a team sport. It's a team sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way you've seen it, right? It, it's a dance group. It's your crew. You get your crew. No. Right. And, and you, uh, the other country gets their crew. And you, you know you could style up the outfits with the, the flags and all that and the flavors totally. from the respective countries. And even, you know, the, the cultural influences and the dance moves. And then there is the athleticism. I mean, go ahead. Do a back handspring. Right. You know, try into to, a spin. I remember one time I tried to, I don't know what you call it, but I bruised, like, my entire rib cage trying to do, like, a headstand kind of thing. Um, um, it makes me think of, you know, the You Got Served movies, of course, but also no. um, Step Up. No. All right, get rid of these no. bimbos. No, no, Let's no. crank up. Wait, we got to crank up a little Grandmaster Flash, Let me baby. tell you what should get into the Olympics before... Not breakdancing? No, not breakdancing. Pole dancing. Absolutely. Pole dancing I agree. way, way more of an actual sport. Not a sport and not the father. Although, let's be honest, Robin... Back in the 80s and 90s. People are breakdancing again. It's coming back, Robin. I, I didn't like breakdancing. I mean, I know that there's like athleticism involved, but what breakdancing means to me was every single high school dance that I went to. Could pop lock. There would be like those group of break dancers that would suddenly try to clear the floor so that they could have this pit of break dancing, and everybody would have to stand around and watch them. And, so, and most of them, there's always there's always that like one guy that was good, but everybody else sucked. Well, first of all, you don't try to break dance if you can't break dance. Well, they you can't did. fake the break, Robin. You know what this means? They're going to bring back stupid movies like Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Remember, <laughs> yes. weren't there all these breakdancing movies? <laughs> yeah, no. No, this song was great. But Glad in New York, waiting for Jax to make an appearance soon. Oh, you mean Jack in the Back? I don't know. Jack in the Back will be making an appearance very soon. I believe maybe even on Friday. No. Yeah. He's been gone. He's so close where everybody's, we're rooting for him. He's going through the whole process of uh, getting hired on as a police officer. And it is a long, drawn-out process. That's what, they, that's what she said. We, um, we are expecting... Uh, the background checks to begin shortly, so they're. I be believe we should have background checks for everybody. So we will be. The FBI should be calling us. I told Jack. I said, "Are do you sure that you want to put us down as a as a reference? Because that might not be a good thing. We might hold you back." Crank this up, Robin. Come on. Did you ever try to do that? Yeah, I, did, I used to be able to get down on the ground. No, you Yes, did I did. I, I used to, speaking of cobras, I looked like the cobra. I would do that thing where you'd like... AJ, your son, AJ, are you listening? I don't think he's AJ on AJ Bruno, are you listening to this? Because I really want to know if your dad actually ever tried it and how embarrassing it was for you as kids. <laughs> I could throw down, break down. No. Get down, get up. No. Yeah, dominoes are not, have not been added yet. Just like that, huh? Smuggling, 
gamblers and gamblers, pickpocket, peddlers, even panhandling. You say I'm cool, huh? I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high. Rebel Man 9311. As a brother, I'll say the breakdancing movies were good. AWF, Robin. What is AWF again? I thought that was a root beer. AJ Marcos, female tonsil hockey at the Paris Games. Yes, I'm all in on that. Two chicks at the same time. I saw this promo for a new MTV show. It's a dating show. Uh-huh. But it's like, it could be chicks on chicks, guys with chicks, guys with girls. So it's basically... A free-for-all. A free-for-all. Sort of like the Jersey Shore, except everybody gets ball treks before they go on the show. Like, guy, you can't tell if it's a guy or a girl, and typical MTV stuff, which is so, like... So... It's a dating show. I saw it's a promo a for it. I wasn't watching MTV because now TV shows are advertised wait, on wait, other wait. channels. A dating show where people go on, but they don't d- d- disclose ahead of time what their sexual preference is. Whether they're gay or okay. bi or yeah. And so then you're you're trying to hook up with people, but you don't know which way. And I, I didn't see. Both. I only saw a quick promo. And it looked like just everybody wants to bang. It's sort of like The Bachelorette. Interesting. It's sort of like The Bachelorette, hmm. except there's not one dumb broad and 15 disgraceful pig guys who want a banger. That's a Rebelman 9311 uh, clarification. God-awful. God-awful. That's what I thought it meant. Yeah, they are They I mean, are. You see, God-awful. I thought the rebel man would be down with the... No, those breakdancing break movies. I think the problem with the breakdancing movies is that they came out just after breakdancing and jumped the shark. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I think I am. Um, Gladney, New York. Saw it, too. They are sexually fluid, as oh, okay. they say. I saw the promo. I have no idea them, what goes on. So everybody that's so, on there is sexually fluid. Uh, so, uh, well, really, you got to be wet if you're going to be fluid. I mean, if you're going to be sexual, you better have some fluids <laughs> and some uh, lotion, at least. You know what Honestly, I mean? Honestly, sexual fluidity really opens up the, uh, the opportunities, you know? I'm not fluid, Robin. <laughs> I'm sort of static when it comes to that. And then I go with the flow and figure out what the situation is in the situation room. <laughs> By the way, crank this up, Robin. I got one last boogaloo. Because this is this is a track from Breaking Two. Or, yeah, Breaking Bre- Electric Boogaloo, baby. This is Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. Underrated movie, Robin. No, Tony, they were cheesy. The music is cheesy. Yeah, it really is. It really is cheesy. You're right. Yeah, when are they going to put Naked Twister in as a sport in the Olympics? Yes. Naked Oil Twister. Oh, exactly. I think I saw that in a video. I think Stormy Daniels was one of those. You know, it happens. You got to make a living. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Swedish Chef 2019. Anybody have a piece of cardboard I can practice my backspin on? <laughs> yes. That's it. I'd forgotten. So, yes, that they would show up at the dance and then they would yeah. suddenly put out the cardboard. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of empty boxes thanks to all of our Amazon deliveries. We may have to do that in the middle of the street one day. We'll close the street, put the barricades up, and do an a, a. We'll start getting our athletes ready for 2024. We got to. We almost have four years to get ready for this. How many years? Actually, five years. Yeah. 2024 is five just, years away. I'm hoping this is just fake because, please, God, that's just a horrible idea. You know, what's, what's the um, parkour? 
parkour would be a better. Yeah, those guys jump up on buildings and I mean, unbelievable that, athleticism. That would be a better Olympic sport because that's like that's like downhill skiing on land, but going up and down and over and under and, and all. And over. most of those guys are French, and they do it in Europe. They're unbelievable athletes. Unbelievable. And a lot of those guys who started doing the parkour stuff got roles in movies. Yeah. You know, to play body doubles of guys who had to do that stuff. I think stuff. parkour would be an absolutely amazing Olympic sport because you could do it anywhere. You could do it indoor. You could do it outdoor. I think a couple updates on baseball. Yes, the R- Roberto Luongo has retired. One of the stories we were anticipating this. Longtime great, great goalie for the Panthers and Canucks. So he has announced his retirement from hockey today. Not a surprise. A lot of people were expecting that. Bottom of the uh, eighth inning now. The Chicago White Sox lead Boston 6-4, to four, one out, second and third for the Red Sox. And uh, maybe the Rays should bring back a breakdancing night. They want to get some people down there. You know, they, they're celebrating the anniversary of Disco Demolition Night in Chicago, too. The White Sox did that back in the disco day. Disco Demolition. Yeah, Is back that when, like a demolition derby? You don't remember thing? that? It was one of the greatest, one of the biggest atrocities ever. So the Red Sox, the White Sox, Bill, Bob Vec or Bill Vec was this crazy, crazy owner, and he was a marketeer, and he tried to do all kinds of zany stuff at Major League ballparks. It works in the minor leagues. So back, uh, back when the White Sox were playing at original Comiskey Field, they tried, you know, disco, people got tired of it, right? And they were like, ah, disco sucks, disco's over. Because disco was huge, and then all of a sudden it crashed, remember? Were you alive back in the disco era, Robin? Yes, I was. I took disco dancing lessons. Thank yeah, you very much. Same thing much. with break dancing. So anyway, do you have the Chicago White Sox disco demolition night? Because I think the anniversary is coming up. Yeah, it was 1979, and I don't know what exactly I'm playing here, but so it is some video. So how many years ago is that? I'm not going to play the audio. That's 40 years ago, disco demolition night at Comiskey Park in Chicago. Red Sox decide, hey, let's bust up some disco records. And something went terribly, terribly wrong. BM News Time, 918. Time for Brad Palmer, Sport. Many of the fans are scattering off the field now when they fight the police. And many such security numbers are joining the police, which are now about 40 or 50. And they're slowly, now rapidly, walking out the center field where the fire is burning. The fans are now streaming off the field in great numbers. And I doubt if very few will be left to confront the police as they come in helmets and nightstick gear. That was the scene between games of a doubleheader at Comiskey Park last night as White Sox owner Bill Veck went a promotion too far. It was billed as Disco Demolition Night. A rock disc jockey came up with the idea of blowing up disco records as part of his self-serving campaign against disco. (laughs) And the White Sox went along by admitting anybody bringing a disco record for 98 cents. You try something, you don't know how it's going to end up necessarily. You think it's a good idea, uh, and it just got out of hand. He, He was more popular, had more pulling power than we felt was possible. Uh... I suppose I should have anticipated this, but nothing has ever given any indication of it. We had rock concerts in which we didn't have this many people. 50,000. Wow. So 50,000 people. Scott Dahl was a Chicago DJ, an old rock and roll disc jockey back in the day. And he did, as he mentioned, the campaign. Bill Vex said, hey, I didn't think this. And it was, you want to talk about a dumpster fire. You want to talk about it. Dumpster fire. Exactly. That was scary. 
You saw the video. Yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. That was 40 years ago this summer. So were people like it got caught on fire and then and then it just became crazier? Well, or? the fire guy, you know, they didn't start the fire, as Billy Joel once said. But they so they were burning the disco records, but the fans weren't supposed to go onto the field. They were supposed to bring their disco albums or 45s to the game and get into the game for 98 well, I cents. See, I see, I see. And so because Steve Dahl was a probably the number one DJ in Chicago at the time. He did this promotion. Hey, if you go to the White Sox game, it only cost you 98 cents to get in. You got to bring a record. And then he was going to be out there burning it after between games of the doubleheader. And And then, of course, the field was destroyed because all the fans ran on the field. They burned the grass. And it was a shit show. That was the end of disco. July 12th, 1979, Robin. The day the music died. Disco demolition night. Yeah, that might have that might have been a bad idea. <laughs> now, breakdancing demolition night will probably take place in Paris at the 2024 Olympics when people watch this and say, "What the hell were they thinking?" But again, we'll find out. Not the Disco Inferno, Robin, because that was one of my favorite all-time songs. In fact, I may have to play that right now by Here, Philly's I'll, own The Tramps. I will find it. You know The Tramps from Philadelphia, Robin? One of the greatest disco songs of all time. Disco may have died it's in Tramps 19 19- Two M's. Exactly. Come on. Philly's own tramps. Not the tramps that I used to hang out with when I grew up down the street here. Now, this is a live version. Is this a live version? This is a good version. All right, let's play it. Let's crank it up, baby. This sounds like it's a live version. doesn't matter. They're good live or on tape. Because everybody says, burning, burning, baby. This is live. Yeah, give me the no, give me the studio recording version. Studio recording. Yeah, I mean they were, they sounded good. I mean their voices were great. These guys could sing, not like modern day people who need all this stinking electronic crap to conceal their voices or enhance see their if voices. This one's better. No, that's that's a library. All right, that's you don't have the actual recording. There's the, so the, many of them. I don't want the live versions of the Tramps. I want my Tramps on tape and on parade. Is this it? Nope. Do you know how many different the Tramps Disco Inferno there are? They must have done it many, many, many times. Yeah, that's their biggest hit. Single edition here. Yes, give me the... There it is. I want the full fidelity, baby. Come on. Tell me, I don't care if you hated disco, if it died in 79 and it made a comeback, but when you heard this song, you went, Disco Inferno! Burn that mother up! Listen to this song. This song rocked in the clubs, man. When you heard this thing echoing, come on, boys! Come on, baby. When the boogie start to explode, I heard somebody say, burn, baby, burn. It's going burn up. Burn that mother up. Burn that mother down. It's going burn up. 
mother down. And finally, before we leave you today, as we're talking about fire, we didn't start the fire. Hey this, girls. This is one of the million versions hey of this boys. song. Though. Superstar DJs. Here we go. Somebody say ho. Ho. Say ho. 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 Who's a ho? Now somebody. I ain't no ho. Everybody. I think Bernie Sanders will be on the stage breaking to this song tonight. And he's going to sing, but... Not Don Ho. Not Idaho, Robin. Alright, get to the good part, guys. Come on. Well, Slick Rick is rocking to the break of day. Make another flag because I want to give me a play. Now, if your DJ rocks to the break of day, let me hear you say DJ. 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 There we go. I'm rocking it. Oh, yeah, you got to get that bass beat. Now clap your hands and stomp your feet. While the DJ scratch to the funky beat. He's making you move until your body sweat. He's even giving you more than you're supposed to get. Now twist and turn and let your body burn. And show everybody what you just learned. Let's all get together and form a crowd. While the DJ play it nice and loud. Now everybody in the place to be. Let's all get together. Repeat after me. Say rock the house. Rock the house. Say rock the house. Rock the house. Say turn it out. 
This is real me. Well, I'm a master blaster, a man to see. Rocking the bass for everybody. If your DJ rocks to the break of day, somebody say DJ. 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 We're gonna rock to the break of day. Say keep on rocking it. Keep on rocking it. Keep on rocking it. Keep on rocking it. Keep on. They just don't write songs like this anymore, right? Keep on rocking it. Keep on rocking it. DJs now will come in strong. You better take my advice because it lasts this long. Cause rocking the house is when I jump out. Tony, I know we got it. It's almost over, Robin. I want a big finish here now. No, 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 because we, are, we have a big finish right here, Tony Bruno. <laughs> you're, not, you're not letting the song finish. No, I'm not. That's a bad mix job there. You're not Grandmaster Flash. I'm not. I, have, I, I don't have the right DJ material, but... Disgrace. Get out! Get out! Well, we're going to get out. We had a lot of fun again today, every single day. We don't have fun. We're going to shut this bitch down. But between now and then, we're going to have fun. Red Sox take the lead. Are you playing Disco Inferno again, Robin? No. Where did it come from? I know you love the tramps. I know a lot of tramps. Wow. (laughs) Played on its own. Xander Bogarts has knocked in two runs. The Red Sox take a 7-6 lead in the bottom of the eighth. Tony, I don't have that kind of lead-in for this. That's all right. We're going to thank everybody for participating today. Harry and Aton joined us. All the great people who called, listened in. Thanks to Switchboard Live, Streamlabs, Twitch. We'll see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Same bat time, same bat frequency. No ordering Burger King while you're driving. You're damn right. Don't drink and drive and don't text and drive. Thank you for listening to The Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.